Hazara of Shabbos Daf Mem Gimel, starting from the Mishnah on Mem Beis on Beis, says the Mishnah. One's not allowed to put a kli under a ner. Um, this is on Shabbos to be makabel the to catch the oil which drips out. Um, and if a person did so, if he did it before Shabbos, Mutter, then it's fine. From Rashi, Rashi says, what does it mean, Mutter? Rashi says, Mutter l'hanichoshom. It's Mutter to leave it there. It seems from Rashi that l'chatzchila, however, a person should have not put it there, even before Shabbos, but if a person did so, he doesn't have to remove it. Whereas Tosu says, the Loshon Mutter is really a little lavdafka. It should have said, well, Mutter, and it's Mutter to put it there before Shabbos. But as we said from Rashi, and so too, says the Pnei Yeshua, from the Rambam, the fact that the Rambam just quotes the Mishnah as it is, it sounds like from Rashi and the Rambam, that a person should not put it there before Shabbos. Various reasons have been suggested for this. Either the Pnei Yeshua, and others want to say, because we're worried maybe you'd come to um, be mistapic from the oil, which we know is obviously is also. Or maybe the reason is, um, says the Tosavus Yom Tov, because we're worried you may come to move it together with the oil in Esau of Muksa. Whatever the reason may be, but from Rashi and the Ramam, it is mashma that Mechatzchila, at least a person should uh, not put it there. And says the Pnei Yeshua, he would even be, he says, because the, the Shulchan Aruch obviously quotes it like Tosavus. But he says, if you've got Rashi, you've got the Ramam, Zichah the Rambam, maybe at least, you know, even the Halacho, we should be Cheshish um, for this and therefore not put it there, Lechatzchila, before Shabbos. Um, and the last halach in the Mishnah is the oil, not only the oil which is in the actual ner, obviously you can't take from that when it's actually a light cystosis, because as we know there's an issa of Machaber, Gram Kibui. Vehene means the person can't, can't have anor from it, that means even the oil which drips out into a kli, you can't actually have anor from it, because it's not menamuchan, i.e. it's muksa. And Taisu says this could even be Lefi Rabbi Shimon, because it's Huxa le and once Huxa le Huxa le However, if it is Rabbi Shimon, that means to say you can't have anar from it as long as it is a light, because Rabbi Shimon doesn't, um, once it goes out, Rabbi Shimon Taka told its mutter to, um, <coughs> to have anar from it. Um, that's what Tosfus adds. Um, as to why, what's the problem with putting a kli under the ner, going back to the first statement in the Mishnah, so Rashi says one of two things. Either the reason is because in Issa, you're, you, because you're being mevata kli mehichano, because once the oil drips in there, you won't be able to move it, uh, become effectively muksa, which Rashi says it's considered as if you're being mechaber it to the ground, i.e. it's uh, similar to the malacha of Boina. Um, or Rashi says the problem is that you are moving a kli, the plates which you're going to put under there, for the sake of something which is muksa, i.e. for the sake of the oil. Now, it is interesting that Rashi does not mention the third reason, which we are going to see in the Gemara. And Be'ezus HaShem will see why he does not. In fact, the third reason is really the first reason in the Gemara. Why Rashi does not mention that, we'll see in a second. Let's go straight into the Gemara. Omer Rav Chista, said Rav Chista. Even though they said one's not allowed to put a kli underneath a chicken to catch its egg, it's talking about on Shabbos, where do we say this? So, um, we learn this actually 
from, um, so Tosfos, we learn this from, in fact, Rashi says the same, that we learn it from our Mishnah, because it's similar to the idea of putting a Kli under the Neh to be Mechabal the Shemen. Both the Shemen and the Egg are, um, are both also. Um, but in the case of the, of the Beitza, and that's why we pick on that case, there is something which I am allowed to do. And what is that? I'm allowed to turn a Kli upside down on it in order that it should not break. What we mean to say is, if the um, if the uh, chicken lays an egg on a on an incline, so we're worried that maybe the egg he's worried the egg may roll off and break, so roll down the hill and break. So therefore, he would want to put a, a cleat underneath it to catch it. That you're not allowed to do. But if let's say it lays an egg in a place where you're not worried about uh, about it rolling down the hill, what you're worried is that people are going to come and step on it. So then um, you're allowed to. Turn the the uh, put a clee on top of the egg once it's been laid. You can put it on top of it to protect it from the from the people trampling on it. So Amar Rabbo said Rabbo, my time is Rav Chista. What's the reason of Rav Chista? The reason is Kosova. He held Tarnagoynes Asuya Lehatzel Beitzalso Beashvo. It's perfectly normal for an egg uh, for a, for a chicken to lay its egg in literally in a rubbish dump. In other words, in a place where people will walk. But it's not normal for, for a chicken to lay its egg in a, on an incline. It says the Ritzvah is loved off a, a madren and an In other words, what it means to say is on an incline, people don't live there. So since people don't live generally on an incline, it's not a normal scenario to have to worry about the egg being laid on, a, on an incline. So you may say, what, so what? So, it's not so what, because Chazal allowed you to act for Hatzala Matsuya to act for something which is common. But they were not matter you to do things for Hatzala which is not so frequent. So to put it underneath to stop it rolling down the hill is not a frequent scenario uh, on Shabbos and therefore we don't allow you to do it. Now the Fi Rashi, this means to say we are not matter you to, to move a Kli for something which is Mukta, for the egg which is Mukta in a scenario which, which is Eno Matsuya. So, uh, that's clear from Rashi, and we'll see the Nafkamin as we continue in a second. Um, and that's why it's also very clear, this is not only clear for me, it's clear from the from the continuation of the Gemara in Rashi, but it's also, that's Pshat and Rashi in the Mishnah, why Rashi did not list this reason. The reason why Rashi did not list this reason is because it's effectively the same idea as Enkini Nittal B'Shabbos, Erel that you can only move a Kli for the sake of something which itself is movable. Because that's effectively what we're saying here. When we say that you can't do something for Hatzalah She'ena Matsuya, what we're saying is you can't move a Kli for, for the sake of something which is Mokta if it's Hatzalah She'ena Matsuya. Now, Taqid is going to be another shift later on, Ayur Rabbi Yitzchok, who says, even if it's Hatzalah Matsuya, you wouldn't be able to do it. But it's really one and the same as that reason later on. It's just a shy of whether it's only with Hatzalah She'ena Matsuya, like over here, or whether we're going to say even with Hatzalah Matsuya that we, that, we, that we don't allow it. However, Tosfus, um, and other Rishonim say, this is of Hatzalah, She'enu Matsuya, is nothing to do with Moksa. Tosfus says the reason is because we don't allow it because of Tircha. Because of Tircha. So therefore we don't allow it. If it's, it's, even if you're moving it for the sake of something which is not Moksa, it won't make a difference. If it's Eno Matsuya, we don't allow it because of unnecessary Tircha on Shabbos. The Ramban says the reason is, same idea, but he says the reason is it's actually a Chashash, we're worried you may come to do an Issa Daraisa in order to do the Hatzalah. You may bring a Kli from a Rosh Hashanah through a Rosh Hashanah. 
So in a case of Atzalom and Tzuyos, so since the whole thing is a chashash, but it's Atzalom and Tzuyos, therefore Chazal said, okay, in this case, be careful, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna stop you doing anything. Then in a case of Atzalom and Tzuyos, to allow Atzalom and Tzuyos, when the, it may come to the their eyes, said that we're not gonna allow. That's the way other Rishonim explain it. Now based on that, let's continue on. We ask Esve Abaye, Abaye asked the question on this. If a barrel of tevel um, broke on the top of his roof. Now, tevel, for all intensive purposes, is moksa. We'll see more about that. So um, we say, if a barrel of tevel breaks on top of his roof, maybe kli one's allowed to bring a kli and place it underneath it. How can you do that? Surely you're, you're moving... You're, you're moving a, a kli for the sake of something which is in a it's, it's, it's not a motzi that a chavis should break um, on, on top of a roof. And that's the way Rashi learns that he's got the gears of chavis shall tevel. says it can't be because just in about 10 lines time or when Gimel Amadalaf or so, you're going to find that Abayi is going to ask a question there also from a chavis shall tevel. But it's clearly not the same bracer. Why over there does Rashi, does, does Abai, why, why do we use different prices? Why did Abai use different, uh, different prices there and here? The only difference I can really note between them is there it doesn't say Al-Gago, here it does. I don't know if there's anything in that. But Tosfus doesn't see anything in that. And therefore it says, Tosfus, you know why he doesn't ask from that price over here? Because it's a different price. Here, it's Nishbaralo Chavis. That's it. It's not Sheltevel. Says Tosis because as I've said, the Isavat Salash in the Matsuyah is even if it's not Muksa, even if that wine is pure Khunin, you still wouldn't be able you shouldn't be able to move it if it's not Salash in the That's the Shit of Tosis. So it's a question of how to be Gary so there. So maybe Kriya Miriachtahtel. So why? Answer the Gemara Bagulfe Khadati. We're talking about new barrels. New barrels, the shchichi the poki. In which case, it's it's shchiach. It's quite common that they can uh, they can crack, they can break, and therefore this is a case of hatzolam matzuyah. Fine. Next question. Eisve, we ask a question from our mishnah now. It's not our mishnah. It's a mishnah. I mean, a mishnah in Shabbos, in other words, which is coming uh, a little further on 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 uh, Memzayin. We say one's allowed to put a kli under an air to be makabel the nitzotis, to catch the sparks which, uh, which come off. You don't want them to burn through your tablecloth, so you put a, a, a kli underneath. You are allowed to do that. So, why are you allowed to do that? Surely it's had solashenim So we say, no, it's not. Nitzotis, namishikhiche. Nitzotis are also something which are, which are frequent. Now, Tosfus asks, so why am I not, not allowed to put a kli under the, the nair to catch the shaman? Is that is that less motzu? So Rashi already says it must be that it's it's not motzu. It says Tosfos. What does it mean? It's not motzu. Maybe Rashi means the same thing as Tosfos. Peshat is because of course it's motzu. What it means to say is it's so motzu that people would think about that before Shabbos, and therefore most people put a kli under the nair before Shabbos. So therefore to have to put a kli under the nair to catch the shemen on Shabbos is an is a is a hot It's something which is not so frequent on Shabbos itself. On the one hand, they're not, it's not a frequent enough situation that a person would think about it before Shabbos. But it is frequent enough that when it does happen on Shabbos, this is something which is shchiach, it's considered hat solom and tzuyah. That's the way Tosfus explains this sugya. Continuing on now to Mem Gimel Omadalif, next question, Eisveh. So we ask from a Mishnah again, which comes later on, much later on in the Masechta, in fact, Kofin Ke'or Al-Aner, 
one's allowed to take a, a, a ka'ara or pcheres and turn it upside down over the top of a ner, obviously making sure you don't do it right on top, they'll put it out. But um, in order that the ner will not catch light with the beam above it. Surely that's Hatzol Hashem Metsuyos. We say, no, it's not. We're talking about low houses where it is Shekhiach that they will burn down the house. It will catch light. Next question we ask. We've got a Mishnah again. It says, So to a beam, let's say a roof beam, which broke. Okay, now all these things are, as it happens, are muksa. So it fits with the shit of Rashi. And if he tells us it's love dafka, then it's, uh, okay, because it's muksa. It's because it's hatsolah shenim and suya. That's our question. The chen kodesh and ishbara, so to a beam that broke, soim chen oisah besafsal, you're allowed to support it with a bench, uvaruchas hamitah, or with bed beams. Why are you allowed to do that? So, surely this is hatsolah shenim and suya, so we say not true. The kashure chadati, davide depoki. We're talking about new beams, you've just built the house where it's quite common for them to break, because I suppose because of expa- uh, expansion and, and drying out, so contraction, and therefore it's quite likely, um, because you've got to remember as well, in a new house, Rashi says, that, uh, that, that you plaster over the roof with, with uh, cement or whatever, asphalt, and the weight of that on these new beams will make it uh, give way. It's quite common for that to happen. Okay. What about the following, a Mishnah and Beitzah? One's allowed to put a kli under a drip on Shabbos. Now surely to have a leak uh, in a roof is something which is a nomotsu. So we answer, no, it's not. And by the way, we, according to Rashi again, would assume that this delef is takamuksa. And according to Rashi, we could get out of it by saying it's not muksa, like the Gemara is going to answer later on for the, for the, for the next Mandoma. But we don't have to answer that. We just answer, Bavote Chadati. Um, that we're talking about new roofs here, the shchiche, that it's shchiach, the dolphin, that they, they, that they will drip. Okay? So therefore, it's, it's hatzolah metzuyah. But as we said, according to Rashi, the hatzolah she'ena metzuyah, the problem is that it's, it's you're acting for the sake of standing muksa. We could just answer that this water is not muksa. In fact, that's one of the questions Tosfus asks on Rashi. But then, according to Rashi, you'd have to say that, yeah, it could have given that answer, but we just stick with the same answers we've been going through until now um, to keep it consistent. That's the first shitter. That's the opinion of Rabbo. Now Rav Yosef, Omar, Rav Yosef comes along and he gives a different interpretation in this, um, in this thing of Rav Chista. And he says, Hi, new time in the Rav Chista. This is the reason of Rav Chista. Why did Rav Chista make, make a differentiation whether you put the kli underneath the egg or on top of the egg? So he says, no, the reason is something else. The reason is, because one is being mevatel the kli from its former... Um, from its former, uh, what it was, could be used uh, beforehand for. Now, Tosus already notes that Rashi says in our Mishnah, Rashi says the problem is because, um, because it was, it's an Issa of Boina. It's similar to the Malach of Boina, i.e. because beforehand you can move the clear around, now you can't because you've effectively uh, cemented it to the ground, because it's got muksa in it. Um, I will mention something which I don't think I mentioned in the Shir, and that is, this is of, to be mavatsa kli meichono, which we actually paskin like. What happens if a person, let's say he did put a kli underneath something which, uh, let's say to catch a drip, and that drip is muksa, or to catch the oil, whatever it is. And then he realized what he did before he actually did catch the oil. Should he move it away? So the Sfas MS says, yes, you should. Whereas Rishlom Zalman says, no, he doesn't see any point in doing so. In other words, because the isa of mavatsa kli meichono, it's a question of what happens if, Lemaisa, the muksa hasn't fallen in there. Have I done an issa or not? By putting it there to catch the muksa, 
Have I already been mechaberit betit or not? The Shvas MS says, no, you haven't to get it out of there. Whereas according to Rosh Hashanah it seems you've already done the, you've done the, 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 uh, the work, you've already done the malachot, so it doesn't really help to move it away. It doesn't really make a difference, there's no point moving it away. But um, <coughs> coming back to this, this is of Malat Kanimei as we said, Rashi says it seems to be to do with Boina. However, there's a Gemara later on, um, where Rav Huna talks about what happens if you've got a, you've got a, a, a Hamar, let's say a donkey, which has got um, things on it, on, on Shabbos, and you want to take them off the donkey. Now, the problem is they are Moksa. You've got, let's say, glass kalim, glass merchandise, which is Moksa. So you can't take it off. So you think, okay, what I'll do is I'll just untie, I'll undo the straps, and the, 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 the uh, saddle packs will just fall off, um, the backpacks will fall off the donkey and they'll fall to the ground. At least that way I'll be able to release the donkey from this weight. The problem is that it's all going to smash. It's glass caleb. So what you do is, you say, okay, you know what I'll do? I'll bring along cushions and put them underneath. Now, Rashi, the Gemara there, addressed the issue of why is it not, why is there not a problem of being without to You're not going to be able to move the cushions afterwards. So Rashi says, what's the issue of being mevatsakli meichonos? Because Rashi, it's a problem is because you're being makalka, eh, because you're being a soisa. You're being soisa the kli. I.e. beforehand, you could use this cushion for sleeping on. Now you can't. You've destroyed the kli from its former purpose. And Tosfos notes this inconsistency in Rashi. And we said that it seems to be that it simply depends on the situation. The Pnei Yeshua says something very similar. And that is like this. Over there, in the case of the pillows, so pillows generally are not things which are made to be moved around the whole time. Yeah, they are movable, but generally you leave them on a bed, you leave them on a sofa, you don't move them around with you the whole time. Therefore, to say the issa is boner because you're being mechaberit betit, they can't be moved, that isn't really the problem. The problem is that it's made for people to sleep on. You can't now because it's now covered in glass cadet. Whereas over here, a kli is something which is made to be moved around the whole time. A plate is something which is made and you do move it around with you. So, by putting it underneath the Shemen or under the Beitzel, you're effectively destroying it from that, from that, and therefore it's a problem of Boina. You're fixing it to the ground. Is it so sir? It's not really so sir because it's actually serving the purpose it was made for, i.e., to catch liquids in it or solids, and therefore it's really acting as for the purpose of the Kli. And in fact, the Pnei Yeshua goes even further and he says it's still usable as a Kli. Even when it's fixed to the ground, you can still use it as a clear. I suppose you'd have to use a straw or something, but you can still use it. So therefore, he says here the problem is boina. This is what we said in terms of Rashi. However, if you look at the, the Rambam, so it's brought down La Loch and the Tur, he says even in the case of the Sheman over here, the problem is Soiser. So he said that it seems, according to the Rambam, Sof Kultsof, this clee was not necessarily made dafka for catching oil or to catch an egg. And therefore, effectively, you are being say so the kli. Effectively, you are being say so the kli. Um, the Ritva, the Ritva has yet a third pshat. The Ritva says, he, br- he brings the two reasons of Rashi. And then he says, but he would say something different. And that is because it's, it, it's, uh, you're being, uh, you're destroying covered Shabbos. Because part of covered Shabbos is to be able to, to have lots of kalim available. And each time, you're destroying one kli. I.e., oh, there's a drip in the roof. That water, if the water is muksa, you put it underneath that, that clay is now rendered, you can't use it. Next trip, and, and you're losing all these kalim, you're actually, you're actually effectively destroy, you're, you're being machase in, uh, in, a, you're being pre-gaming in covered Shabbos. That's the way that it's for explains it. 
So uh, we pointed out an afkemina would be, an afkemina would be what happens if you've got a kli which is designated for that purpose. In other words, you've got a kli which is specifically made to catch, or you've designated it for the purpose of catching oil. So then, is there a problem of boina? No, because it's made for this purpose. It's not made to be moved around. It's made to be able to put under the shaman. Is there an isof soser? No, because that was what it was made for. I'm not destroying the kli. I'm using it for what it was made for. Is there a problem of being pogim and kavod shabbos? No, because that's what it was made for. It wasn't made for me to be able to use to eat or whatever it was. So therefore, that would seem that it should be mutter. Based on that, it would seem that let's say if you've got a bin and you've got an empty bin line in there, can you put your rubbish in there if the rubbish is moksa? So Rablissim Karelet says, no, you can't, because it's a problem of Bitzel Klimei The only way you can do it is if you put in there, uh, together with the muksa, you put in something which is not muksa, i.e., let's say you put in the remnants of food, so the food is not, is not, is not muksa, or you put in uh, disposable cups, but you can still use those. So um, that's the only which we'll discuss, Bezit Hashem, further on in, in uh, more detail. But however, based on what we've said, it would seem there's no problem. And that's exactly what I've seen quoted by Shem It's not a problem. Why? Because... It's designed for this purpose. Therefore, there's no bone because the bin is generally not made to be moved around the whole time. It's not so And so is really the main thing we're worrying about because that's what the tour brings. Definitely not so so because that's what it's made for. And there's no lack of Kovachabas. On the contrary, it's actually maintaining Kovachabas because you don't have the rubbish strewn all over the place. Um, by the same token, Rabshulam Zalman says, you can use paper towels on Shabbos. Aye, but by using the paper towels, effectively you're, 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 you're rendering, rendering them unusable afterwards. It's bits of Klimechonos. He says, no, it's not, because that's what they were made for. Um, in fact, I, I did see, I don't, think I, I don't think I said this in the shir, but I did see quoted that uh, Rav Scheinberg says, something where it's just a normal manner, you, you just, that's the normal way, like eating. So when you eat, let's say nuts, and you throw all the, all the, uh, the, the, the shells onto a plate, why is that not bits of the Klimechon? He says, no, because that's part of the normal thing of, of, uh, of eating. So therefore, that's not bits of Klimechon. But it seems that that would, uh, that would be, would be motto according to most postkin. Just one more word before, before we move on, and that is there's a, there's a prima godim brought in the Bialocho. What happens if the Kli I put under, let's say, the net to catch the Shemin is, is a, is a Kli, which is, uh, Kli Shemalachto de Issa? He says, it's still Bittal Klimechon. Don't say, ah, but it's Muxas, you can't move it around anyway. Not true. Because the Klishim and Achter Issa, formerly you were able to move it around, the Serech Kufa, the Serech Mekomo. Now you can't. Once the Shemin goes in there, it's actually, you're not going to be able to move it around for the rest of Shabbos. That's our Shem, there's still more to come. But let's first, uh, first move on further in the Sukkot. Um, so Abai asked the question, and by the way, so that's the difference between putting it underneath the egg or on top of the egg. If you put it underneath the egg, it's basically mechon. If you put it on top of the egg, there's no problem because you'll be able to take it off. As long as you won't have to touch the egg, uh, you're going to be able to take it off. That is Yerushalmi, by the way. Yeah? That, Yerushalmi says, as long as in the process, you're not going to have to actually, uh, if it, I think he's actually, he actually says that the, the, um, the clea must not actually be touching the egg. Because if it's touching the egg, then in the process you're going to be moving muksa when you when you uh, when you take it off. Okay, but in a normal scenario you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have that. So that's why it's why it's motor. Fine. So Abai asked the question: What about chavashel tevel? This time it has to be tevel. Uh, if you've got a chavashel tevel shenishbra which broke, maybe kliyachay you can bring another kli or miniachtach to place underneath it to catch the to catch let's say the wine. Why? Surely that's basically meichonu. The tevel is muksa. So Amali say so. Um, so Rav Yosef replied, he said, Tevel Muchonu Eitzel Shabbos. 
Tevel is actually considered muchon with regard to Shabbos. Shame Omar Vitikra, because if a person did go ahead and was Mesakin it, he was Mafrish the Trumas from Aitras, Mesukan is Mesukan, i.e., you can actually eat from that food. Now, what does that mean? If you're going to go like, if you're going to go on that, then why does it says, ask Tosfus, why don't we say the same with the egg? I.e., there's no problem with putting a clear underneath to catch the egg. You know why? Because if somebody were to come along and take the egg out, then you would be able to use the clear afterwards. Why don't we say that? So I'm not being about it because somebody may, may decide to take the, 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 the egg out. That's effectively what you're saying here as well. The tevel. Are you allowed to move tevel? Most definitely not. So if you've got the clear with tevel in it, can you move the clear? Most definitely not. Oh, it's not better because because if somebody is mafresh the tevel, but is so, he was mafresh the trumas and oh, you wouldn't have a problem. So answers to this is there's a major difference. And that is because in the case of the tevel, the tevel, the, the produce, will still remain inside the clee. And the clee with the stuff inside will become perfectly movable. Masha Eikain, in the case of the egg, the only way to be able to move the, 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 uh, the clee is if somebody actually takes the egg out of the clee. That already is something different. The Yeritzvah explains what Tosfus means to say is, <coughs> he explains that uh, the Peshat is, in the case of the egg, the only way to be misaking it is by doing an Avera, Shiyesh Ba'amaisa. You've got to do a Maisa with an Avera. Masha Enkin with the, with the Tevel, you can do it just through Machshova, found in the Ritzvah holds, you can be, just by, by looking and thinking to yourself, okay, that side I want it to be Turma, that should be, you could be misaking the Tevel without doing any Maisa whatsoever. And therefore, it's a much lighter form, and therefore, that's why we're not worried about Bitsukrimechono with the Tevel. But Tosus then asks another question, and that is that why don't we say, though, that um, because it's like this what happens if we're taking on a dollar posh? If a person was masaking the Tevel, you can eat that food. Is that really the case? But surely we've learned that uh, if a person was masaking the Tevel, then if you did it Bashogi, quite correct, you can eat it. But if you did it Bamezid, you're not allowed to. It's a kanas that Chazal put on it. So Tosfus says that what we're talking about here is, um, he says, the Loshen Shem, of the Tikkun is much more you did it with so we can't really say Meshogig. So Tosfus says, yeah, but if you've got no other fruit, if you've got no other uh, other food, then even if you did it with the mice will allow you to eat it. So Tosfus asks a question, and that is, but let's say I do have other, uh, I do have other food. I do have other food. Um, so we said, if you did it with you're allowed to eat it. So this, I don't understand why though. Why don't we say, Mikudis Katsoyed, Ben Ashmoshes, is Katsoyed Chuleyoma. Lemaisa Ben Ashmoshes, could you eat that food? No. Um, were, you, were you able to move it? No. So what does it help, the fact that you were masaking it afterwards? And Tosfus really sort of leaves it as a question. He asks another question, but Bekitza, he leaves that as a question. Now Rashi in Beitza, on Daflamid Aleph, and then again on Daflamid Dalet, both on the base, seems to answer this question, and that is that Rashi seems to hold that it's Dafka when um, the, the we, we say Migudis Katsoi is Dafka when there's no way of being masaking it, um, even Medairaisa. Even Medairaisa. Um, and perhaps, I'm just thinking now, perhaps the beer in that is, because it's Migudis Katsoi Lebein Ashmoshes. Now remember Bein Ashmoshes, we hold the Bein Ashmoshes, you can do an Issa de Rabbonon, at least Litzerich Mitzvah. So therefore, if Bein Ashmoshes, it's, um, it's perfectly permissible Midoraisa, you don't have to do anything Midoraisa, there's no problem with it, then we don't see Migudis Katsoi, even though Midoraisa, you've got a problem. And I think maybe the beer is like I've just said.
Now the Ritzvah, the Ritzvah doesn't like this answer, Rashi. Because, and he, he asked from a couple of, you've got a couple of riots from cases of Muxa. Muxa is all Isad Rabbanon. However, in the, the, uh, the Sefer HaShlomo, um, in the Sefer HaShlomo, he answers the question, and that is the, all the questions of the Ritzvah. And that is because he says that Rashi means to say this heter will only work if, if Midarais is perfectly fine, if it's food. With food, we don't say Migud is Katsoi, we don't say that with food. Then we don't say it uh, if midarais is perfectly fine. With other things like muksa, avada, we would. And we pointed out that seemingly there's there's a there's a slight uh, a remez to this in Rashi. If you look at Rashi over here, Mem Gimel, so Rashi says Right? He says with the case of Turumov, a tikkun of a person was masakin at masukon, it's masukon. Why do you have to add the word loichlo? Who cares? Can you move it? You can move it. So what do you mean? You can move it and eat it. The answer is because it's got to be that it's for, for eating. If it's for eating, then it's different. And it, it's possible. It's possible because with, with Achila we suggested with Achila this it's an Indian of covid or or einik shabbos. It could be because remember la halacha we pass on as well. This whole thing about being ashmoshes we allow you to do an isadar abon. That's 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 an indusarich mitzvah. So may, maybe for oicha, which is the one of the main mitzvahs hayom or kovet shabbos oinek shabbos. Um, that's why we rely. We sort of we will allow that we won't want to be worried about migudis katsoi. Whatever the beer in it is, that's what the sefer shlomo says. And as we said, it is very very mashma like that from Rashi over here. But the Yeritzvo himself brings a ramban. So ramban is sefer mulchamis in in. Um, in Beitzah, and gives a different, he gives a different beer. And the way we explained it is like this. We explained it the following, because it's a little sort of uh, cryptic in the Ritzvah itself, in the Ramban itself. Um, but the way we explained it is like this. In the case of, of, uh, of Tevel, so there's no, the food itself is perfectly ready to be eaten. It's ready to be eaten. Novels. I've got a mitzvah to be mafish trumus umaisus. Daniel Chazal, not Chazal, the Torah says that we want you to be mafish trumus umaisus. There's a din that you have to be mafish trumus umaisus before you can eat it. But the food itself is perfectly, perfectly edible. So, what's the problem? Comes along Shabbos, and Shabbos says, but we're not going to allow you to be mafish trumus umaisus. So, because you can't be mafish trumus umaisus, Therefore, the food can't be moved because it's not ready to be eaten. But Shabbos is not affecting the food itself. The halacha which is affecting the food is the trumus umaisrus. And Shabbos is staring the halacha of trumus umaisrus, not staring the food itself. Therefore, once you remove this ikuv, what the, the Ritzvah calls Arya Raviali, this lion which is crouching over it, then you can eat the food. Because Shabbos was ne- never actually staring the food itself. Masha Enkin, if let's say you've got, a, you've got an animal which was live before Shabbos and then you want to shecht it. You can't say, ah, well now it's shechted, so it's, it's no longer, um, let's say, Eva Menachai. You can't say that. Because over there, the food itself was not ready to be eaten. So therefore, the, the Isurim of Shabbos are staring the food itself. And therefore, even if you do shecht the animal, you won't be able to eat the whole of Shabbos. And the way we, we sort of touched it, it up is like this. In the case of, let's say, that animal, so it's Shabbos which is which is stopping me me being masakin that 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 food, being masakin the meat. So therefore, with the arrival of Shabbos, when's when's the arrival of Shabbos? Bein Ashmoshes, Migudis Katzoy Bein Ashmoshes. When the the, the kedusha of Shabbos is chal, 
it's chal on this animal. And as long as Shabbos is there, you won't be able to use this animal. In the case of the Tebel, it's not the, the Shabbos which is actually sharing the food. It's the, it's the mitzvah of So therefore we don't see with the arrival of Shabbos that will share the food for the whole of Shabbos. We see with the arrival of Shabbos you can't be mafish turumus But if Lemaisa somebody was mafish turumus the food was never affected with the arrival of Shabbos, and therefore you can eat the food. And Vada, until somebody actually does that, the food's got no use, and then you wouldn't be able to move. You wouldn't be able to move the the um, the table. What would seem to come out from this, however, as we, we pointed out, is that the lefid this Ramban, it would seem that the the um, the din of, of tevel is not from the etzem mahus of the food. The food is perfectly ready to be eaten. There's a din, an external din, which is being ma'akiv da'achilo. We actually spoke about this earlier on Daf Lamed Dalet, um, and we said that Lefi Rashi, we wanted to say that, like truma, truma is the etzem mahus of the food. Atkadeikach, the Maharal says, that's why if you plant truma, but we say that the, 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 what grows will be truma. If you plant truma tomeo, it's not, we don't say what grows is truma tomeo, because truma, says the Maharal, is a din. It's not the etzem mahus of the of the of what you're planting. What you're planting is wheat, but it's if it's truma, then it's not just wheat which has the din of truma. It is truma, and what grows will be truma. So the question is, would we say the same with tevel? So we said according to Rashi and Daf Lamedada, we wanted to say that it's the same idea there. You can see according to this Ramban, not like that, because we're saying that you, there's no shinui in the actual food. You're not changing the food. The food was ready before Shabbos. According to Rashi, there would be a shinui in the food. The food was tevel, but etzem, now it's going to become chulin. It's a change in the actual food, so therefore you can't say there's no shinui in the actual food. And that would explain why Rashi does not give this answer to the Ramban. Rashi rather goes with the thing of the Rabbanon or the Raisa. Let's continue on in the Gemara now. The Gemara asks a question on this. On this, you the bittel klimei chono. That we've just dealt with the one about tevel. Now it's going to go with a, with another question. We ask, We've got a Mishnah which says you're allowed to put a kli under a net to be makabel to catch these sparks. Why? The, but the sparks are muksa. So Amar Avuna bereid Rav Yeshua nitzotes im boy mamish. Nah, nitzotes they don't have any mamoshes to them. I.e., the, 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 once they the um, the, uh, they're not live anymore. If that's very quick. You're going to be able to move, uh, depending on the Gersa and Rashi, the Morgan Avram speaks about it, whether it means you can move the clean, you can move them themselves, but definitely there's no bit of Klimei Chona in that. Ask the Gemara, what about V'chein Kodosh and Ishbara? We've learned also a beam which broke. You can support it with a bench or with the with the beams of a bet. Why is that not bit of Klimei Chona? That, that Kodosh is Moksa. So we say Durofi, you leave it in there lightly. So you buy shakirin, if you want, you're going to be able to move it afterwards. That's, that's what we pass in. Doesn't, I think the halacha points out, it doesn't have to be mamish so light. It just don't jam it in too much. Okay. Next question. We've learned you can put a kli to catch the water under, under a drip. But Shabbos on Shabbos. Surely the, that water is mukzeh, in which case it's bitzel kli mei So we answer, no, it's not, because bedel of haroi, we're talking about the drip, that water is roi. What does it mean it's roi? So Rashi says, Rashi says in Beitza, the pshat is, it's roi lishtias behema. The behema could, others say the pshat is roi, you could use it for, for, for washing. Lahalocha, Rabbi Yashuk says nowadays, it'd be good enough if it was roi, you could use it to, to, clean, to clean the toilets with. So, um, this is, 
why there's no problem with the delaf. And that's going to be the halacha. If you've got a drip, whether it's from the, from the roof, whether it's from the radiator, whether it's from an air conditioning unit, whatever it may be, if that water is roy, you, it's got a use, uh, whether it's for giving strength to an animal or washing, or even washing a toilet, it's not muksa, and therefore there would be no problem of bitul kli Um However, if that the water is really so dirty and putrid, it's coming out of the radiator, rusty pipes, and therefore you couldn't use it for anything, so then the Rambam, it's really more Sugin Beta, but somebody raised it in the Shir, so we, we sort of spoke about it in a little more detail. The Rambam says you've got a problem. The Rambam says you would not be allowed to put a Kli underneath it. Um, whereas the Torah says, yes, you can. Now, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says the reason why you can't put a Kli underneath it is because you're making a Graf Sharei Lechatzchilo. A little bit of background to what the Rambam is talking about is like this, because the, the there's a Gemara in Beta where... It talks about, if you've got a graph shell ray, let's say a dirty nappy. Now, a dirty nappy is moxa. But since it's unpleasant and it's in one's living quarters, so you're allowed to, you're allowed to take it out. That's the head of graph shell ray. So, but what you're not allowed to do is to set up a situation where you will create a graph shell ray in order you're going to be able to move it out. That you're not allowed to do. And this comes in a, in this, there's a case there with, with, um, with Rabba and Abaye. That Abaye, he had a, a mill, and there was a leak in the roof, and the, the mill was going was to get damaged. So he went and asked Rabba, what should he do? So Rabba said, take your bed in there. By taking your bed into there, you'll make it into your living quarters. And this is the way we, we actually talk, talk about it in the halacha. It's not enough just for people to stand there and say, oh, now it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's affecting us because we're sitting in it. It's got to be that it becomes your living quarters. So you put your bed in there. He says, then what's going to be? You're going to have all this water dripping in and onto the mill, and it's going to become all putrid. So in which case, the mill will become a graf shalrei, because now it's un- un- unpleasant, because you want to, it's your living quarters, so then you're going to be able to take it out. So, Ra- so Abayi said to Rab, he said, he said, I don't understand. Surely, So then at that point, the whole thing collapsed. So Abayi said, tastily, the reason why that happened to me is because I questioned Rab. That's the case in Beitza. Now the Rambam seems to take on, now, even though Abaye said, oh, tasty because I didn't listen to Rabba, halacha lamaisa, you're not allowed to make a graf sharei lechatzchila, even when there's a loss. That's the way the Rambam seems to pass. And that's the story number one, I think the Magid Mishnah points out there, the Kassim Mishnah, that, that, that's what comes out. So now, but ask the basis, I've got a problem. But why does the, 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 the uh, Rambam therefore pass with this, with this drip, that the reason why you can't put it underneath there is because you're going to be making a graf sharei lechatzchila. Surely the problem is, bitzel krimei so the, the Yam Shalem, and it's brought in the Bi'aloch, explains, no, what the Rama means to say is, you may say, no, there's no bit of Kalimei There's no bit of Kalimei because I'm going to be able to empty out the water. Once it becomes a Graf Shalei, that's why the Rama says, no, you won't, because it's going to be a Graf Shalei, and you're not allowed to make a Graf Shalei with the thing that I'm going to empty it out. That's why there's going to be bit of Kalimei What that means to say is, because Min Manafshach, Min Manafshach, if you're going to, you're going to say, well, there'll be no bit of Kalimei because the minute it fills up, I'll go and empty it. You can't do that because Enos and Graf Sharei Lechatzchila, even when there's a loss at stake. So you may say, okay, don't worry, I won't be making Graf Sharei Lechatzchila with the dust, I'm going to empty it because I'll just leave it there for the whole of Shabbos. I'll take a massive clee so it won't over, overflow. And then in which case, you've got Bitzel Klimei Echonet. So in Monoshoch, you're snooker lefi the Rambam. Now, Sheinkin lefi the Tur, the Tur, um, number one seems to pass in that we're not worried. As it happens, we pass in like Rabbi and Abai seem to agree with that, that there's no problem making Graf Sharei Lechatzchilo when there is a loss at stake. But moreover, he says, anyway, you're not making a Graf Sharei Lechatzchilo. Why? Because it's a Graf Sharei anyway. You've got water, put- uh, putrid water dripping in anyway. 
So I'm not making a graph charay. All I'm doing is, I'm putting a bucket there, so it'll collect in one, in one place. And there'll be no bits of klimei because I'm going to be able to empty it out. This is what the, the Torah holds, and therefore the Torah holds, la halacha, la halacha, there's no problem with putting a kli under a, under a drip, which is, um, under a drip, which is, um, even if the water is not roy at all. That's the way the, 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 the Torah paskins. Um, and he says that whole sugya in Beta where it talks about, where, like here, where it says, Dela Faroi, that's all of the Rabbi Yitzchak, where, it's to, to do with Rabbi Yitzchak, which we haven't yet seen in Algomara even, but Lahalacha he holds, there's no problem whatsoever. Now in Shulchan Aruch, it paskins like the Rambam, however. Dainu, we pass in the Chumra, it must be that it is, that it is Roy. The, the Bi'alacha asks from Natila Sodaim, Amai Macharenim, how can you do that? You put it into, you're washing into a kli, that water is now, no, is, is not Roy, surely you're making a graf Shareda so the Bi'alacha says, it must be we're no like the Torah. Then he says, maybe not, because over there, you could say that the water is really perfectly clean. It's just as a Ruach Ra, maybe we don't really, we're not, we don't, for these halachas, we don't really um, reckon with Ruach Ra. Lemaisa says in the Mishnah we pass me like the Rambam, but you can rely on the Torah. So in the case where you've got a leak, um, you've got, number one, if the water is roi, the or anything like that, it's got any use, it's perfectly fine to put a clear under there. If it's not, then number one, if it's a mokum tzerech, God only can rely on the tur. And number three is, according to what we've said earlier, it would seem there would be a heta if you've got a bucket, which a bucket which is miyuchot, which you bought and set aside especially for this purpose to catch, and to be used in the case of leaks, um, then there's no there's no problem with bitzuklimeichon because that's its designated purpose. That's what we suggested. Um, but if you don't have such a bucket and it's not really a tzerech godol and the water is putrid, what to do then? Will uh, let's continue on a little bit, and Bezat uh, Hashem will speak about another possible heta. Um, the Gemara continues on, and it asks, um, We've learned that a person can take a basket and turn it upside down to allow the chicks to go on and off it. She out of the earth in order they can go up and down it. Right? Now, why is that not a problem of Bitsukrimechon? So we answered no problem because Kosova, he held Mutalatatala, it's Muta to move the basket. Asked the Gemara, no, you can't. Well, Tani, but surely we've learned in the Bible, so Osalatatala, you can't move it. So the Gemara, yeah, that's both on Olav, while the chicks are on it. Asked the Gemara, well, Tani, but surely we've learned in the Bible, so Afapish Eno, Don Olav, Osir. Even if the chicks are no longer on it, you also can't move it. So I'm Rabbi Abou, answer Rabbi Abou, but it's on a law of Kol Bein Ashmoshis. That was talking about when the chicks were on it, the whole of Bein Ashmoshis. So then we say, Mikud is Ketzoi, the Bein Ashmoshis, is Ketzoi, the Chodayoma. Once it was Muksa for Bein Ashmoshis, then it becomes Muksa for the whole day. But if they were not on it, Bein Ashmoshis, they only went on it on Shabbos itself. So then we say, we say that when they're on it, you can't move it. When they get off it, then you'll be able to move it. And therefore, there is no problem of Bitzel Kini Mehechonu. So Tosfus asks, what's, what, what are we going to do according to the Manda Omar, Yish Muksa Shabbos? That even if something becomes Muksa on Shabbos itself, we say Migudus Katoy and it's also for the rest of Shabbos. In which case, even if the chicks only went on there on Shabbos itself, once they come off, you shouldn't be able to move it. So, and this is a Mishnah, what, 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 what's that Manda Omar going to do with it? So says Tosfus, you'll have to say that they hold this Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Because Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold a Megadis Katsoi, even Bein Ashmoshis, he doesn't hold a Megadis Katsoi, Bein Ashmoshis, is Katsoi Lechuliyema. Kolshkin, he's not going to hold a Megadis Katsoi with a Muxel Achatzi Shabbos. That's, that's uh, what, what uh, Tosus answers. But the important point is, Tosus says, and therefore, when the chicks are on there, 
you won't be able to move it. But once they come off, you will be able to move it because we don't see Megadis Katsoi. What you do see, however, is when the chicks are on there, you can't move it. Why? You see from here, you see from Tosus, says the Marashah, that according to Rabbi Shimon, he does hold a muksa of Bali Chaim, of animals. Rabbi Shimon holds of that type of muksa. And therefore, when they are on there, you can't move it. Remember that, because we'll see that also in, in Rashi, Bezos Hashem, over the page. Tosus then gives another answer, and that is that uh, it could be this whole Yisrael of Yishmuk Zerachatzi Shabbos is only when it comes to Achilo, not Tiltal. Everyone agrees for Tiltal purposes, moving things, there's no problem, we don't say Muksalachatzi Shabbos. But then Tosus asks another question, and that is, um, according to Rav Yosef, that the, the Pshat over here is Betul Krimei Chano, surely he'd have to say that our Mishnah doesn't go like Rabbi Shimon. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, there's no Betul Krimei Chano. Because you put the, you put the Kli under the Nair to catch the Shemen. Once the, once the Nair goes out, once the Nair goes out, you're going to be able to use that Shemen. The Shemen which drips out, once the Nair goes out, according to Rabbi Shimon, you can use it. So there's no Betul Krimei Chano. Yeah, just like here, when the chicks get off, you're going to be able to move it. So there's no bits of Kalimei Chano. So you'd have to say that according to Rav Yesi, the Mishnah doesn't go according to Rabbi Shimon. So Tosfus answers, no, there's a major difference. Because in the Mishnah, however, yeah, in that case, according to Rabbi Shimon, you're still going to have to wait for the Nair to go out. So there's still going to be bits of Kalimei Chano, what we call bits of Lashar. If it's going to be a light for the next three hours, the oil that drips in there, you won't be able to move that Kli for three hours. Bits of Lashar, according to this Tosfus, is a problem. Later on, Tosfus suggests maybe not. And Amal you'd have to say, according to Rav Yosef, the Mishnah is not, not like Rabbi Shimon. So Tosfus seems to entertain both possibilities whether Bittal Ashar is a problem. But at this point, Tosfus is, is saying, yes, Bittal Ashar is a problem. And that's why the Mishnah could fit with Rabbi Shimon. Masha'enkin, in the case of the, of the chicks, with the chicks, there's not even Bittal Ashar. Because the minute I need the Kli, I'll just shoo off the, I can straight away shoo off the chicks and I can use it. So there's never even Bittal Ashar. That's what Tosfus says. Now, before we, we examine that, just one little question. Ask the Marashar, why is there even bits of the shah? Tosu said earlier that the Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Shimon, a neosinaimenu, that you can't have hanar from the oil until the candle go, until the nair goes out. But you can move it. So why is there even bits of the shah? Answers Rabbi Kibega, Rabbi Kibega earlier on that Tosu there says it's not a problem. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, since you can't have hanar from it, Mimedo's got no use. It becomes like a stone, which is completely not usable, in which case that is moksa. You can't even move it until the nair goes out. That's what Tosfus means to say. Al Koponim, we see from from um, um, as we said, we see from this Tosfus that it is a problem of bitzel l'shah. We do hold that it is a problem, as I mentioned. From Tosfus a little further on, says the im noimar. Tosfus suggests maybe there isn't a problem of bitzel isman. Um, where there's not even bitzel isman, however, that definitely is absolutely mutter. Nagoy Sashri also speaks about this, entertains the possibility that Bittal Ashar is not a problem. Now Nagoy Sashri writes, there's no problem with Bittal Klimei Chano if you're going to be able to shake off the Moksa item. There's no problem with Bittal Klimei Chano. So um, the Morgan Avram says, that's only if you're able to shake it off straight away. So if let's say you put a Kli under a candle to catch the Pechon, like the Soot, uh, the black stuff which comes off, he says that will be a problem with Bitzel because you're going to have to wait for it to go out before you can shake it off. And that's because of the Bitzel and Bitzel says the Mongin Avron, we Paskin is a problem. So that sort of follows that line through. But says the Prima Godim, in a, in a Mokham of Hefzud, in a phase of Hefzud, we can be makeup on Bitzel Ashar. But, but... Full bitzel klimei chano, it's very, very difficult to be mekel. Um, even b'makam hefsum aruba, that's very, very difficult to be mekel.
Um, now, the Agoyz Ashri says another hetter. And that is, you know what you do? You put something in the kli before you put it underneath the candle or whatever it is. You put something in there which is not moksa. For example, let's say you're going to put it underneath the candle, so you put a fork in there. Then there'll never be bits of kli because I'll always be able to move the kli. Because it's got something in there, it'll have the shemen and the fork, and the fork will be more more uh, more so I'll be able to move it. There'll never be bits of kli This is what the Agoyz Ashri uh, suggests. Um, in fact, he writes, and that, that would, would definitely work, says so Agoyz Ashri. Just... One word of caution, don't put, let's say, oil in there and say, great, I put in there oil which is, which is not muksa, and I'll have oil which is muksa which falls in there. That's going to be no good because they're going to mix together. And you can't even say, oh, there'll be bitter of the, the, the muksa oil. No, it won't because it's dovashesh de matirin. So we ask, there's still a very big problem on this. And that is, if that's the case, then surely we could do away with the whole thing of bitter klimei chanet. There's never a bit of klimei chono. Just like we said in the case of, let's say, the efroichim, there's no problem of bit of klimei chono because any moment I want it, no problem, I'll shoo off the efroichim. Any moment I want it, I can, I can uh, sort of just shake it out. Well, by the same token, why can't I, let's say, put a kli under the net or catch the shaman? There's no bit of klimei chono because any moment I want it, even if I can't shake out the oil, that's what Agoyz Hashri says, why can't I just say I'll shake out the oil? You can't, because the oil is not something which you'll want to shake out. The whole point of putting it under there is because you want to retain the oil. So that's the problem there. So it says the Agoyz Hashri, just put something, before you put the kli under there, put something which is not muksa in there. And then you won't have a problem. But I've got a question, and that is, why do I have to put something in there before I put it under there? Put it underneath, let it catch the shaman. There's no bits of kli mechono. Because any moment I want the kli, no problem, I'll just stick a fork in there. Now it's got both something which is muta and something which is also. It wasn't a bosses because it wasn't there being Ashmoshis, so I'll be able to move it like that. And I found Rabbi Kibbegan Shulchan Aruch asks, not quite that, that far, but he asks this sort of question. Just the way he asks it is, even if it wouldn't be that I could sort of get it at any moment I want. Dino, he asks, why can't we say there's no bit of Kalimechana because I can always put something in there and I'll be able to move it. So on that, Imre Bina says, yeah, but there's going to be bit of Lashar. But according to what we're asking, it's not even bit of Lashar. Because any moment, I could just stick a clean there. So there's never a bit of a shah at all. So he answered that it could be the, 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 the chiluk is as follows. In the case of Tosfus, the pshat is, there was never a bit of klimei Because the muksa never shared the kli. The fact that the Efroichim are going there, that, that doesn't share the use of the kli. Because any moment I want the kli, I'll get rid of the Efroichim and I'll be able to use it. Masha'inkin in this case, if I put the kli under there, and it'll catch the shaman, the fact is, the shaman is sharing the use of the kli. The fact that you've got a way of getting around it at any moment, fine. But that means you've got bits of kli mechona, which you can circumvent by putting something mut in there. That doesn't help me. That's still bits of l'shor. Ma'ashe'enken, in the case of the Efroichim, there was never bits of kli mechona. There was never a moment in time where the muks actually shared the kli. I don't have to start looking for to, to circumvent the isa. The muks didn't, didn't share the use of the kli in any way. That's why there's no sois there whatsoever. There's no being sois of the kli at all. Masha'ikin, if you put something mutter in there before you put it underneath, then the muksa was never even for a moment was it sharing the kli because there was always something in there which was not muksa. And therefore that would be another eitzah in terms of the in terms of the drip. If you've got a drip, so what you do is you can put uh, something, let's say a, a spoon in there and then in the bucket and put the bucket underneath the drip and that would be another eitzah because then it will never, you'll never be mavasa kli um, as we said, but just be careful, don't put water in there because then it just mixes together and you haven't, you haven't achieved anything. 
Um, one last word before we continue on to the shit of Rabbi Yitzchak, and that is the Korban Sano mentions, uh, he brings to light a, a, a head of the Maharil, which is brought down the Haloch and the, the Mogin Avron, the Mishnah Bura. And that is, going back to this question on the Mishnah, Men Beis Amad Beis, where it said, the And Tosus asked, and Rashi dealt with the question, what does it mean, the Muta? If you put the Kli under there before Shabbos is Muta, you just say you're allowed to do it. So the Korban Sano wants to suggest that it's coming to be Marami to the to the head of the Maharil. The Maharil says what you can do is the following. If you've got, let's say, a, a, a table with the candlesticks on. So what you can do is before Shabbos, put a kli under the table. And then on Shabbos, I mean, obviously the candlesticks are not actually resting on the table itself, because otherwise when you move the table, the candlesticks go with it. It's slightly above the table. On Shabbos, you can remove the table and then automatically you've got a kli underneath. That's Gromo. Even though now, effectively, you're being mevatel kli mehichano, that's no problem, because it's grama. You didn't touch the kli on Shabbos. You didn't put the kli there on Shabbos. And therefore, that is perfectly muta. And the yesoid is of this het, it's called grama, therefore it's perfectly muta. But that is only as long as you didn't do anything with the kli on Shabbos. That's what Rav Shlomo Zalman writes. Um, and therefore, uh, he says, if let's say you had something which was muta in the kli, which was effectively stopping the bits of Klimei Chon, and you take it out, that's no problem. Even though effectively now you won't be able to move that kli, it doesn't matter. Because... That's a memela de kazakh, it's a memela de kabitl, and therefore there's no problem. But let's say to put the kli under the table on Shabbos and then to remove the table, you can't say, oh, when I put the kli under the table, there was no bit of kli mechono, it was only when I removed the table, so it's, so it's, so it's grama. So as a Rishlam Azam, then most definitely you can't do that. You can see that from the Maharil. Um, it's, <coughs> it's only if you put it there <coughs> on Shabbos itself. The reason being, why? Because... Um, since you actually move the Kli on Shabbos, we don't say, oh, that's Gromo. You move the Kli on Shabbos, that is an Esau of Bitzel Kli Just one last halacha, and that is that the, the Ramah brings from the Azaruah that you can't touch an air if it's, let's say, if it's suspended, um, <clears throat> even though he's not actually going to move it, and there's no problem with just by touching, we're worried you may move it a little bit, you may come to move it a little bit by touching it, and you'll be, <coughs> you'll be a uh, yata, you'll move, cause the shemen to move towards the nair, and that's a problem of, obviously, the mavir or mechaber, um, from which the Mr. Burrow mentions that it's mashma, that if not for that, there wouldn't be a problem. Why is it not a problem with You may come to move, to move it. Um, so the Morgan Avram says, because we're talking about there was something on it, which was not muksa, and therefore it's um, tiltum and atzad, which is muta. Um, but if to touch it when there's nothing muta on on the nair, and a chalami would be osur even um, even without the, the thing of of shemiyata. Whereas the bi'ar locha says, if you look at the, the makar, the erzarua, you'll see the erzarua um, holds its tiltum and atzad even if there was nothing uh, muta on there. It's considered tiltum and atzad, um, but tiltum and atzad we'll actually discuss in greater detail. Bezos Hashem. Further on, and then later on in the Masechta again. Let's continue on now with the Shitta of Rabbi Yitzchok. Omar Rabbi Yitzchok says Rabbi Yitzchok, um, the last narrow line, just as you can't put a kli under a chicken to catch its egg, he argues with Rav Christi, he says, so too you can't put a kli over the top of the egg in order to stop it uh, breaking. Kosova, he held, i.e. Rabbi Yitzchak held, The problem is you can't move a kli, something which is muksa on Shabbos. Since the egg is muksa, you can't move the kli in order to protect the, the, um, the other, to, in order to protect the egg. Fine. 
So we ask all these questions which we've had here, all the questions from the from the case of the beam and the, the case of the delef and the case of the nitzitz, etc. We ask all these questions. The shoni, we answer all of them, but where you had picked up the article, that the kli, anyway, because you needed the spot it was occupying. And therefore, now you're going to put it down, you can put it down wherever you want. In other words, the whole is of Rabbi Yitzchak is not an intrinsic issue. It's just we don't allow you to bedavka, go and pick up a kli to move it, the serif something which is muksa. But if you picked it up anyway, Avad, you could put it down, as opposed to the is of Mavata Kli If you're not worried about the is of being Mavata Kli you could put it down wherever, wherever you want. Now, Tosa speaks about the Srikh, so why do you need so many Mishnahis there for teaching the whole, the, all of them teaching the same Yisod, Tzorach Limkomi, you can put a Kli underneath. Tosa speaks about what, what the Srikh is, is, is in each of those cases. But one of the questions that Tosa sort of uh, really picks up on, and again he says, by the way, with the Delef, you could have said that the Delef is Roy. Taka like the Gemara says in Beitza. You could have, we just give one answer for all of them. But Tosa asks a very Yisodistic question, and that is, so that means in the case of the Nitzotos, we said, you're allowed to put the Kli underneath to catch the Nitzotos. Why? The answer is, I didn't Nitzotos some Muksa. Oh, because I needed Sorech Lim I picked up the Kli anyway because I needed spots, and now I can put it under the Nitzotos. So what about our Mishnah, which says, Ein Kli Hashemen. Why? Because it's Shemen's Muksa. So what are you going to have to say? Oh, our Mishnah is talking about when Ein Sorech Lim So what's going on? Why? What's the difference between the two? So says Tosus Anachanami. You have to say that it's not a difference between Shemen and Nitzotzos. It's just one case to teach you where ain't Tzorek Limkoma, where you picked out Badafka to put under the Shemen, you can't do that, and who added the Nitzotzos. And the other one's saying, if you needed the Mokom anyway, then you could put it underneath the Nitzotzos, and who added the Shemen. But then Tosu says, Yisod. He said, we don't really have to come on to this. Because even Rabbi Yitzchak agrees, he agrees with the Rav Yosef in principle that there's an Esau being Mavata Klimei Just he's saying, even without the Esau being Mavata Klimei even if you're not being Mavata Klimei e.g. you put it on top of the egg, so there's no being Mavata Klimei you can't move the Kli to start with. Unless, Tzorech Limkomo. See, in the case of the Nitzotzos, Tzorech Limkomo, so you can move it. Is there a bit of Klimei No, because we said beforehand, Ein Bo Mamash. So there's no problem. Masha'en Kain, in the case of the Shemen, granted Tzorech Limkomo, so therefore there's no problem to move it, Mitzad, um, Rabbi Yitzchak's chashash, but there's still going to be a problem of Bitzel And this is the Yisod of Tosfos, that Tosfos says that it seems that everyone agrees with this Yisod of Bitzel It's just a question of whether we take it further, like Hatzol HaShenem Atsuyo, yeah? That Yisod. Do we, uh, do we take it further with the Yisod of Rabbi Yitzchak? The Issa to move it, even if there won't be Bitzel that's all the Gemara is debating. But the, the Yisod of Bitzel everyone agrees with. Let's continue on. Uh, Toshima. We've learned, whether it's an egg which was born on Shabbos, or an egg which was born on Yontov, you can't move the egg, not to cover over a clay with it, in other words, to use it as a bottle stopper, or to support the legs of a bed, um, a bit of a wobbly bed, because you're not allowed to move muksa, the egg is muksa. But you can cover it over with a clay, you can cover the egg over with a clay, in order that, that the egg won't break. I surely you're moving the kli, the tzorech, the egg, which is muksa. So we answer, no, how can I move the tzorech limkoma here as well? We're talking about where you needed that, that, the place of that kli anyway, so you were moving it anyway. Fine. Next question. We allow you to spread mats over, over uh, stones on Shabbos. Surely the stones are, are uh, muksa, so you're moving the mats for the sake of something which is muksa. So we answer, no, we're talking about stones which are pointed at the edge, in which case they're usable in a basic. People used to use these stones to clean themselves, and therefore, 
they're not muksa, and therefore you're moving them al for the sake of something which is not muksa. The idea is because you want to protect them from the rain and things like that. Toshima. Next question. We've learned Parisim al-Khatzolis al-Gabi Levein You can spread mats over bricks on Shabbos. Now we assume these, these bricks are muksa because they were there for building purposes. So in which case they're muksa and you're moving the mats for that, for that purpose. By the way, Tosfer says, in all these cases we know that we can answer Tzorich and Koma. We just want to see, is there any other answer we could give? That's what Tosfer says. So we say, yes, we can. We can give a different answer. These bricks are left over from a building project, and therefore they're no longer needed for the building project. They haven't been piled up again to show that they're going to be used. In which case they've got a use on Shabbos. People would use them to lie on them or to lean on them on Shabbos, and therefore they're not muksa. And the idea is you just want to spread them out over them to protect them from the rain. Right, originally we thought you were protecting them for the rain because you want to use them for building purposes. And if they get wet, number one, they'll fall apart, but number two, you won't be able to cement them. Next question, Toshima. You can spread a mat over a beehive on Shabbos. The chamor, in, we think for the time being, this means in the summer, to protect them from the sun. And in the rainy season, the winter, because of the rain, to protect them from the rain. is coming not so, as long as you don't have kavana to trap the bees. It's of Seder. So, um, but surely, it's moksa. The bees are moksa. So, what are we dealing with here? We're talking about where there was honey inside the beehive. Therefore, you're moving it for the sake of the honey, which is not muksa. So, that's fine in the summer. Top of Mem Gimel Omid Base. Where, sure, you'll have honey there. But in the winter, where there's no honey, because you empty out of the honey. What are you going to say there? So we answer, We're now on them, given on the base. It's only um, necessary, in other words, with Abad, you don't empty out of all the honey. You leave two cakes of, of uh, two uh, honeycombs inside there for the sake, for the bees to, in order for the bees to sustain themselves over the winter. But those, surely those, those uh, are muksa, because you set them aside for the bees. So still, the bees are muksa, the beehive is muksa, and the, the, those two honeycombs are muksa. So we say, no, the choshev alayu. He had, he was machshev on them, i.e. he thought to himself, if I need them on, on a Shabbos, I'll, I'll take from, from there myself. Ask Tosif, you can't. Surely you can't. Because there's an Isidra Abonon to be roida chalis davash. So answers Tosifus that um, we're talking about where they were already disconnected and they were just sitting inside there. So therefore there's no, you don't have to be roida them. And therefore, as long as you've had the machshav on them, there's no problem on muksa. That's one answer. To this. Other answer to this is it could be you won't have to be rode to them because there's always a bit of honey which oozes out, and that bit of honey you've had machshava on, and you'd be able to take that honey on Shabbos, and therefore you're moving it for the sake of that. You're moving the machshavas for the sake of that bit of honey, which is not muksa. Fine. Ask the Gemara. That implies if you didn't have machshava on them, my what would be the din? Also, it would be forbidden to cover it over with machshavas. If so, hold the tony that which it taught of eventually is coming lots of. You can put the machatolis on, but as long as you didn't have kavano to trap the to trap the bees, Why do we make a chiluk within this case to say the following? When is this said? When he had machshava about those two combs of the, those two honeycombs. But if he didn't have machshava about them, also it would be forbidden. Why didn't we say that? So answers the Gemara, Hokomashman, or what it's coming to teach us is, it's telling you a chidush, that even if you did have machshava about them, and therefore there's no is of muksa whatsoever, 
still be careful that you don't with the one condition that you don't have Kavona to trap them. Because then you'll run into the Isser of Seder. Fine. Ask the Gemara Mani. Who is the author of this, of this, uh, of this, uh, Mishnah? In fact, should I, should I say Brysa? Who is the author? Um, e Rabbi Shimon. If you're going to say it's Rabbi Shimon. Um, <coughs> and therefore, Uva Vajra is Kavin, Dovashim is Kavin is Muta, then, Leste Muksa. But he doesn't hold the Muksa. So, says Rashi, this is important, says Rashi, and the Rashbos says the same, therefore, why did we have to say the Choshev Alayu? Even if you didn't have Machshava about those honeycombs, no problem, he doesn't hold the Muksa. Says the, says Rabbi Kibayiga, and the Rashbos, the Marashah is already, is already alluded to this on the previous omelet, is Mashma, but if you didn't have the honeycombs in there at all, even Rabbi Shimon would agree there's a problem with Muksa. Why is there a problem with Muksa? The answer is because the bees are Muksa. Once again, the same Yisoyed. You see that Rabbi Shimon agrees with Muksa with Baal Echayim. And therefore, it must be there's something in there which is not Muksa, i.e. the honeycombs. Now, Vos, he just holds that you don't have to be have Machshom about that, because it doesn't hold of that, of that type of Muksa. That's what Rabbi Kibayga says, but if you take a look in Rashi and Beitz, it's much more over there, that he says, according to Rabbi Shimon, you wouldn't need the honeycombs there at all. And the Balamor picks up on it over there. But from Rashi here, from the Rashbah here, and from Tosfus on the previous Omud, you see that Rabbi Shimon holds of Muksa with Bari Chaim. They said that there's a Balamor about it, there's a Rashi and Beitz, but that's, that's what we've got from Alma Sechta here. So it can't be Rabbi Shimon, because then there wouldn't be a problem with Muksa. You wouldn't have to answer the Choshev And E Rabbi Yehuda, if it's Rabbi Yehuda, Kira miskavin. So if you weren't mechavin for seder, my hobby. So what? Hold dovashem miskavin. Also, Rabbi Yehuda holds dovashem miskavin is also if the seder the seder. So we answer la'olam Rabbi Yehuda. Really, it is Rabbi Yehuda. And my uvavachle iskavin. What does it mean uvavachle iskavin? Lotzut. It means shalei asen or kimetzut. It doesn't mean shalei iskavin. It means just make sure you don't make it into a proper trap. Delishbeklu ravcha. Make sure you leave a bit of a gap. In order that the bees won't get trapped automatically. Now, there's a very big problem over here. And that is, we said, if it's Rabbi Yehuda, see, even if you weren't Machavein, it should be a problem, because Dovashim is coming. Mashma, but according to Rabbi Shimon, is perfectly fine, because Dovashim is coming, is Muta. But surely it's Psikresha. Surely it's Psikresha. So, but if you take a look in Beitzah, the Gemara actually asks this question, according to the Gerasa we've got in Beitzah, and Rashi and Tosa speak about it there. For example, Rashi writes over there, what does it mean that you shouldn't make it Kemetsudah? So it's actually, he's explaining the Gemara there, but the Peshat is based on the Gemara. Rashi there is Peshat, that this, this beehive, besides having its normal entrance, it's also got certain windows. And what we're saying is, make sure you don't cover over everything. And that's what we're saying according to Rabbi Yehuda. At least they should have some windows or something to be able to get out of. Ask Tosfus. That, that's what Rashi says, yeah? Ask Tosfus. That's much more according to Rabbi Shimon, however. Oh, no problem. You can cover over everything. It's Psikresha. Let's say that's Psikresha. So Tosfus answers that, not like Rashi, the Peshat is that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to make sure you leave a nice big gap for them to be able to get out of. Whereas according to Rabbi Shimon, a small, a small gap is good enough. That's what the Meiri answers as well. But from Rashi, it's much more not like that. What's going on? So we said that according to the Yisrael of the Merkevah Samishnah, it fits beautifully. Remember this Yisrael of the Merkevah Samishnah, which we discussed on Chavtes, which we said, we said at the end, was only really a Yisrael in the Ramam and Rashi, Rashi and Zavachim, is the following. That if you've got something which seems to be inevitable, but I, it's, it's 
for the sake, I'm doing something which is mutter and something which is also simultaneously in one maise. But I could potentially split them into two separate maise. Then I can say, as long as I'm only interested in the heta and not the iser, that remains dovah sheimis kabid. It's not psikresha. In other words, let's say I'm going from A to B, and in order to go from A to B, I walk over long grass, and it's inevitable I'm going to rip out the grass. But I'm not interested in ripping out the grass. I just want to be able to get from A to B. Now, if the only way to get from A to B is by going on the grass, then that's psikresha. Because you can't say, I want to get from A to B, but I don't want to rip out the grass, because hainuhach. But if I can go from A to B, I can go a different route without going on the grass. Therefore, I can then say that the two things are separate and I can say I'm only interested in going from A to B and I'm not interested in ripping out the grass. In which case, that would be Dovashem Miskabin and you can walk over the grass even though it's inevitable to rip out the grass. That was the use of the Merkeva Samishnah which we said in the Ramam and Rashi. So over here, I could say the same thing. I could protect the bees even without, protect the honey, whatever it is I'm protecting here, without trapping the bees. So therefore, I can say I'm interested in protecting them, but I'm not interested in, in, uh, in trapping. And therefore, I can say that's really Dovashem Miskabin. And that's the way it would seem to be according to, according to, um, according to Rashi. That would be the Pshat. According to Rabbi Huda, Dovashem Miskabin is still also. So you have to do even more than that. And that's, that would, that would be the Yisoyed. And if you actually look at the Rambam, the Rambam just writes Uvachli Miskabin. Now, it's true, he writes Uvash Shalei because we don't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, so we don't have to say Uvash Shalei Asana Kemetsu, because we don't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, we paskin like Rabbi Shimon. But still, you'd expect he should write a bit more of Uvash Shalei But according to what we're saying, it's beautiful, because Taka, you don't have to come onto any other Yisraelis about windows of Uvash Shalei If you didn't have Kavon, you weren't interested in trapping the bees, it's perfectly mutter, because it's Dovashim Iskabin, it's not Pesik Reisha. There's a base Yosef, where the base Yosef, it's, it's in Simon Shen, Shin Tessayin, commenting on the Torah. The Torah brings the Sefer Atrumas, which says, if let's say you've got a cupboard, and there could be flies, there's flies in there, uh, there may be flies, it depends on how you understand what's going on there, but uh, can you close the door? Because it may trap the flies. The Sefer Atrumas says, no, you can't. Right? And the Torah says, yes, you can. Now, there's the whole thing about Psikresha de Sha'ova, that's really where it all comes in, the Taz, Rebbe Ega, but... We're not really de- dealing with that now because we're going to concentrate on what the Beis Yosef says. The Beis Yosef understands that the reason why you're allowed to um, close the door, I think it's not quite like the Tzuri says, but is because the flies are not things which you normally trap. So in which case, the Isra of Tzedah there is an Isra Durabonon. And we see Psik Reisha in a Durabonon, Psik Reisha of a Durabonon, is mutter according to Rabbi Shimon as long as you didn't actually have kavana for it. Um, if you look in the Shara Melech, the Shara Melech in Shabbos Chafei Chafei, he's ma- he goes to great he goes to great length to be masbi the the the, uh, the base Yosef, um, and he, he basically on the side of the Trumas Adeshan that psikresha in a drabanon is perfectly mutter, and with that says the Shara Melech, you can explain our case over here. That with the machatzeres, you're you're trapping the bees. The bees is ain bemin on nitzot. You don't normally trap bees, and therefore it's an isidar abonon and a psik reisha in isidar abonon. According to Rabbi Shimon, would be mutton. That's why, according to Rabbi Shimon, we're not worried. However, the maskana, the maskana, the shara melech ends up with a bit of a problem because he's explaining the tour there, and then he says he found a steer in the tour, and you can see therefore that the that the uh, the 
the tour does not hold of the hold of this Trumas Adeshan. And a mighty this among Avram and Simon Shin Yudal Siv Kotzen Hey, where he also asks on the Trumas Adeshan Sala Halocha, whether we go with this Trumas Adeshan is something else. But that's what the that's what the, the Shah Melech does in terms of answering up our Gomorra. But just one or two Yesodis the Shah Melech adds um, and that is, he says, even if we say psikresha in a derabonon, we can be mekalon. Even if we do say that, so at least we can use it as a sniff, even if we don't pass it like it. But not when the derabonon is maloch shina tzrichalogufa. That means to say, even though we pass it, not like the Raman, but we generally take on, the maloch shina tzrichalogufa is pota avalosur, but maloch shina tzrichalogufa, as we see in there's a rashba, there's other rishonim, which indicate that maloch shina tzrichalogufa, since it's so close to, to a deraisa, even though we say it's only osm awesome derabonon, if it's psikresha, it's osur even according to Rabbi Shim. Because but etzim you're doing a ma'aser which is awesome in the raiser just because you're kavona it becomes a drabona so therefore we're machmer on that. We pointed out according to this yisoid by the way, according to this yisoid we should be able to answer up according to this yisoid of the trumas adeshin etc. We could answer up the kash of the rishonim earlier on mem alafom base when the the rishonim asked over there. The Gemara said, um, why are we not worried if you pour the cold water into the boiling hot kli, why is there not going to be a problem of Metzari? So he said, don't worry, it's Rabbi Shimon who says, Dov Hashem is kavin is mota. So Tosfus, the Ran, the Rashba, they all ask, what do you mean? It's Pesikresha. So the answer is, no, it's not Pesikresha because maybe the kli didn't get hot enough, etc. But according to this, he said to the Trumas Adashen, there's a mockum to be miyashi bit because the Roshonim debate whether the Isra of Metzari is an Issa Raisa or Makabapatish, or whether it's really an Issa Darabonon. If you were to say it's an Issa Darabonon, so it's really two ifs. If you were to say it's an Issa Darabonon, and if you would say like this, you say that the Trumasadashan, then it's no problem. Because the Issa Mazarib is a Darabonon, and if it's a Sikresha in a Darabonon, which I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in that, I would just want to, to, uh, to uh, heat up the water a little bit, just to make it uh, take off the chill. So therefore... Uh, you'd be able to say Psikreshan Adarabonon is perfectly mutter according to Rabbi Shimon. That's just one little ha'ora. Okay. The Gemara then continues on um, with another answer. Ravashi Omar Ravashi said, Mikotani bimosacham bimosakashomen. Did, you, you came onto this whole you said that we had to say there were shtechalis in there because during the winter the, 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 all the honey was taken out. Does it say in the summer bimosakashomen in the winter? It doesn't say that. It says, Bechamo, in the sun, because of the sun. And you put the mat over in the rain, because of the rain. It doesn't say in the winter and the summer. What are we talking about? Meaning, we're talking about in the days of Nisan or Tishri, where there's sun, there's rain, and there will still be honey in there. And therefore, you don't have to come onto this whole thing of the Shtechalos. We're not talking about summer, we're not talking about winter, we're talking about a time in the year when there's both sun, there's rain, and the Devash will still be in there. Simple. Omalu Rav Sheshes. So Rav Sheshes said to them, he said to his Talmidim, Poku v'omulele Rabbi Yitzchak, go tell Rabbi Yitzchak, Kavar tirgum ar Rav Huna l'shma teich b'bovel. The Rav Huna has already been metargim, you're teaching him b'bovel. In other words, he's already said like you, that you can't move a kli um, for, the, for the sake of something which is muksa. Where's that? The Omar Ravuna, because Ravuna said, You can make a mechitza to protect a mace if it's for the sake of the, of the living, but you can't do it for the sake of, just for the sake of the mace. Mahi, what's he mean by that? So we say the following. The Omar Ravishmar and so to Shino Mori taught, if you've got a mace which is lying in the sun, so according to Rashi, the problem is we're worried that it may come to decompose. 
Whereas according to the Rambam, it sounds much it's it sounds much more like that it's actually already begun to decompose. This has a lot more to do with it's it's not a sugya here, so we're not particularly going into it. But it is whether it's um, the heta lefi the Rambam, the Rambam learns that really the heta is letzorech not for the mace. It's not because of Kovid Ames, it's because of the Kovid Achayim. So if it's begun to decompose, it's not pleasant for the people who are sitting in the vicinity. That's, that seems to be the shit of the Ram. But we're not, we're not really going into that now. We'll just go for the time being with Rashi, that we're worried that it's going to decompose. Fine. So we say, what should you do about it? And we're talking about where you've got no, you've got, we're going to see another, in the ensuing in the Gemara, there are other ways to get around it. But those possibilities are not there. I can't move the mace. So what should I do? The mace is Moksa. So boy and Shnei Bnei Adam, two people should come along. The Yishmael Mitzvah and sit either side of the mace. Cham lo When it gets hot underneath them, the ground. So there may be Mitzvah Yishmael Adam. This one will bring a bed and sit on it. There may be Mitzvah Yishmael Adam. This one will bring a bed, put it underneath himself to sit on it. Cham lo Then when it becomes hot above, the, the sun's beating down on them. So Mavir Machat Zeres. They'll bring along a a a mat. Uparsin Alein. And spread it over them, hold it above their head to act as a shade for them. And then, then this one, he's allowed to, the Fi Rashi, put his bed upright in order to hold the Machat Seles in place, and then he can go away. And and go. And the other one could do the same. And it will transpire. You've now got a Machitza which is made of its own accord. Now, Says Rashi, why do we have to do it in this order for a start? Is because we've, we've come across this earlier, I think in Beta, that you can't build even an Olari on Shabbos or Yom Tov. Um, there's an Isidra wanted to build an Olari from scratch. But what you are allowed to do is, you are allowed to build it what we, in, in the sort of the opposite order. In other words, normally you'd put the beds there and then you'd spread the Makat Selas on top. Here we reverse the order. What we do is put, we put the mat there. We hold it in place, and then we put the beds upright to hold the machat selas in place. That you're allowed to do. That's the reason why 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 we do it in that order. Fine. So Tosfos says that um, Tosfos says that if you actually look much later on, you'll find that Rav Huna and Daf Kufn and Dalit, he holds of the the site of of uh, Bittel Kriyme He holds of Bittel Kriyme so Tosfus, and that's why it talks about there putting kalim underneath, uh, sorry, putting cushions underneath the, the, the animals to catch the masois which fall off, as, as we spoke about earlier in, in this year. So Tosfus asks, but surely we see Rav Huna holds a Rabbi Yitzchak as well here. So even when the Gemara gets out of the problem of, of, of Bitzel Khrimechon over there, by saying that, don't worry, we're talking about the, the, the uh, things which are falling off the animal are very small, so you'll be able to shake it off, you'll be able to shake it off the cushion, so therefore there's no problem of Bitzel Khrimechon, but why didn't the Gemara ask over there? But surely there's a problem of Rabbi Yitzchok. Rabbi Huna seems to hold that, i.e., you're moving the cushions for the sake of things which are moksa. So Tosfus says, Anachonami, you have to say that, uh, that Sarachlim Kaimai, yeah, that, because over there you're moving the cushions because you were moving the cushions anyway. You needed the, the, the space which the cushions were occupying. And therefore, the Gemara is only concerned over there because of Bitzel Krimechona. And that's what the Gemara gets out of over there. Um, Tosfus that then, then has another kasha. But that's the, the basic kasha of Tosfus is based on an understanding that of Huna, as we see over here, holds of Rabbi Yitzchak. Just one other answer Tosfus does give before we move on, but remember that you said, that Tosfus holds, Rav Huna holds of both Bitzel Klimechono and Rabbi Yitzchok. Fine. But Tosfus does give another answer, and that is, that where there's a Hefzad Merubah, 
where there's a big loss at stake, then we will allow, we are matir, this, this uh, is of Rabbi Yitzchak. Right? Now, many Roshonim disagree with that. Yeah, they say even more, can have some rubah, we, we don't allow it. But what is clear from Tosfos, and the Rashba writes it black and white, is that the Isra Bitzel Krimei Chono, however, we're not matter even B'mokem Hefse Merubo. That's what we see from Tosfos. Because that's how, how the, the Re gets out of this problem. He says, over there, we were only worried about Bitzel Krimei Chono. Because even if there's a Hefse Merubo, how can you move those cushions? Surely Bitzel Krimei Chono. We're not worried about Rabbi Yitzchak because there's a Hefse Merubo. That's what, that's what we're, we're medayik from this, and from the, the, the Rashba says, says it as well. The Rishonim already asked, but what, what should be the chiluk between Bitzkrimei Chon and Rabbi Yitzchak? They're both Yisuri Durabonon. So the chiluk, you, you, could, you could say that, that with Bitzkri, it's more similar to Malachah, based on what we said beforehand. So and Boina, even if it's not Mamash So and Boina, but it's more similar to Malachah, and therefore we're, whereas, um, therefore it's also, even if, if Sorech Limkomen. Now Shainkain with, uh, with this Rabbi Yitzchak, it's not really based on, it's based on completely on Moksa. Um, and therefore, you, there's, we can be much more maker with it. And that's why we allow for Sorech Limkomen, etc. Fine. Let's move on. But remember that you say to Tosus that according to Tosus, Rav Huna holds of Rabbi Yitzchak as well as Bith Klimei Chono. Tosus then asks another question, and that is, um, in, the, in the next Tosus, why do we, we said the way they do this is, they have to sit down on the ground, wait for it to get hot, and then bring the beds along and sit on it. And then, why can't you just bring the beds along and sit on it? And number two, why do you have to do it in two goes? Bring the beds and then bring the mat, just do it all in one go. Answers Tosfos, you know why? We want to make as much of a shinui as possible to make it absolutely clear that we're doing this l'tzerech v'chai. They're doing it for themselves, not for the mace. That's why they do it in this fashion. To make sure that everyone realizes it's hot underneath us. Fine. There's a Tosfos in Erevin. Tosfos in Erevin um, says that you can have another, another scenario like this. And that is, the Gemara there is talking about if you've got a mace in a sukkah. So Tosfos says over there, um, that you would be allowed to do it, you'd be allowed to, you know, bring along the machatzelis, etc., even without doing this whole kunst of sitting down, because there automatically is, you're building the machitza l'tzerech v'chai, because otherwise everyone's going to have to leave the sukkah. It's very unpleasant to be sitting in such a sukkah. Now, the lavush is mashma, that this whole thing of tosvus is only the fear of Yitzchok, as we've said. But since we don't really pass in a Rabbi Yitzchok, we'll speak more about that as Hashem soon, but, um, since we don't pass on Rabbi Yitzchok, therefore, even the Tzerech the Mace, you'll be motor. In other words, you don't have to do this whole kunz. You could just bring along, build the Mechitza in an upside-down fashion, the Tzerech the Mace. Because the whole problem is because of Rabbi Yitzchok. However, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam clearly learns differently. Number one, the Rambam learns that the idea of bringing the beds is not in order to hold up the machatzeres. On the contrary, the machatzeres is a hard type of mat, and the machatzeres itself is going to form the whole machitza. So the basis in the Kesa Mishnah explained that, according to the Rambam, the idea of bringing the beds is actually to only use um, as a simon, to show everyone that we're building the machitza l'tzerech l'chai. And therefore, you bedavka should take the beds away. Benishma v'hodichna means you should take the beds away with them when they go. And therefore, that's why they wait for, for, the, for it to get hot on the ground. The pshat is, they sit on the ground, then it's clear the reason why they're bringing the beds is because it's hot for them. Yeah? So once we can see they're bringing the beds because it's hot, then we know they're bringing the machatzeres because it's hot. Fine, so then they sit on the beds, and then it, everyone says, oh, it must be because it's hot. Then when they bring the machatzeres, everyone says, oh, they're bringing the machatzeres because it's hot for them. That's why they brought the beds. Then when they go, they take the beds with them. 
The idea is because then everyone says, ah, you can see they definitely, it's absolutely clear that they only brought the beds for themselves. Horai, because now they're going, they've taken the beds with them. No, they haven't taken the machatzeres with them because they can't take everything in one go. But that shows as a clear hacker that ultimately the machatzeres, people should think that the machatzeres was done with Tzerech Lechai and not with Tzerech Lemes. That's the way the, the Beis Yosef and the, the Kesa Mishnah explains that whole thing, not like Rashi and Tosh. The Bedavka should take the beds away. Fine. But the Beis Yosef asks an absolutely bombakasha. And that is, but why is the Raman paskening this lahalocha? Take a look at the Rosh and the Rif, they don't mention this whole halacha. Because, why is it not mentioned? Because, as we've said, like the Lavush said, this whole halacha is all according to Rabbi Yitzchok. We don't pass it like Rabbi Yitzchok. What's going on over here? Now, Be'emes, Be'emes, if you look at the Rashba, he asks it from a slightly different angle, and he says, forget the Ramam and Rif and Rosh, etc., but this halacha is taught, it's, it's a b'risa, Tanoshila Mori. So, very nice day we don't pass on Rabbi Yitzchok, but what do we talk do with this? So, Mikayach, this question, the Rashbal says, Yeshmi Shepirish, there are those who say that, um, that this idea that we don't pass in like Rabbi Yitzchok, it's actually rather limited. It's not true to say that we just completely ignore Rabbi Yitzchok. That is only when you've got no other choice, then we don't worry about Rabbi Yitzchok. But when you can avoid moving a clear Litzerech the Mace, for example, you could do it Litzerech Achai, then most definitely you should do it Litzerech the Chai. In other words, we are, where possible at least, we are Cheshish for Rabbi Yitzchok. He then goes on and, and sort of um, backs it up a little, uh, a little bit. And then he says, but no, but maybe it's only in a case where you're, where you're moving it Litzerech, um, like Fahat uh, Solo, as in like uh, to save from a fire. Because then over there, or we're going to be chesh for Rabbi Yitzchok. But the bottom line is, he says at the end of it is, L'chatzchila, a person, well, I wouldn't say L'chatzchila, somebody who's machmed to be chesh for Rabbi Yitzchok, tovo olof barocha. Lemaise, however, in Shulchan Aruch, we don't pass, we don't pass on Rabbi Yitzchok at all. So what do we do with this, with this question? So if you look at the Me'iri, it's really clear from the Me'iri, we, we, we sort of, we modaik it from a Rashb, from, from, from a Ritzvah as well, and the basis speaks it out explicitly, and the God is happy with this, and that is that this. That you see, and this will answer the question of Tosfus earlier, Rav Huna does not hold of Rabbi Yitzchok. Hence, the Gemara Leitana Kaf Kufn and Dalet is only worried about Bitzchok Limei Rav Huna is not worried about Rabbi Yitzchok. So what's going on over here? Rav Sheshes thought that Rav Huna was worried about Rabbi Yitzchok. He thought the whole reason why you have to build the Mechitza in this fashion is because of Rabbi Yitzchok. You can't move the beds, you can't move the Machatzeres, you can't move it at Serech the Mace because the Mace is Moksa. But the MS is, it's not because of Rabbi Yitzchok. The reason why you can't do it is because you're not allowed to build a Mechitza, you're not allowed to build an Oyel. Even an Oyel Arai, even if you build it in an unusual fashion, backwards, you can't do it with Serech the Mace. You can only do it l'tzerech l'chai. That's the Yisoyed. And that's why the Raman brings it l'halacha. In fact, he says, if you take a look at the Tur, who also brings it, it's very maduric in the Tur, because the Tur writes, shenire ke'ilu osu l'tzerech l'chai. The Tur doesn't write, because then by doing it in this fashion, it looks like you brought the kalim, you brought the bed, and you brought the machatzeres l'tzerech l'chai. He says, you made it l'tzerech l'chai. The point here is the making of the machitzes, not the bringing of the kalim. We don't pass on Rabbi Yitzchak. 
and the, he goes further, and the, the Beis Yosef says he believes that the Rosh and the Rif would also hold of this. They just miss it out because it's so posh to them. They think you don't. It's 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 a it's a din poshut, and therefore they don't they don't bring it. So according to this, it comes out of the halacha that <coughs> not like the Labush, i.e., you would not be allowed to um, do it in this fashion unless you're doing it the Tzerech the Chai first. Don't say like the Labush. No, that was all in Rabbi Yitzchok. No. Since it's got nothing to do with Rabbi Yitzchok, the Issa is to build the Mechitza for the Mace, you must make sure that you do it in this fashion so that ultimately you're building it for the Chai first. In, um, and not only that, says, says the Mishnah Brura, you have to be Cheshish for the Chumrah of Tosus and the Rambam, that you have to do it in this fashion, that you have to sit on the ground first and bring it in two separate goes. You've got to go through this whole rigmarole in order to make it clear it's L'Tzerech the Chai. Um, there's... There's a Taz as well who, who goes a little further and he says it's because we're, otherwise we're worried you may come to be Matal Tel the Mace. Um, the the, the Tosfos Shabbos writes something very similar to that. He says because otherwise we're worried you may come to make the Mechitza for the Mace. Whichever way you look at it, that is the bottom line and that's the way we pass in Lahaloch, says the Mishnah Brewer. It's my, it's been said. Mace Hamotel Bechamo. If you've got a Mace which is lying in the sun. So Rabbi Yehuda Omar Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda Seb Shem Shmuel, Hoifchoi Memitzah Lemitzah. You can. It's, it's, if it's on a bed, so you can tip it from one bed to the next. Rashi seems to say, it's what we call Tiltaman outside, we're going to see that in the Gemara in, in, a, in a second, but um, it's because Rashi calls it Kilachayat, which we said is interesting, is, is it the same as Kilachayat, or is it something else? We didn't go into it too much, but it's something to think about, when, because the Sugi will, will be re- revisited by the uh, later on in the Masechta again. But the Ran seems to understand from that, that if you Rashi, you can actually tip the bed to move the mace from one mitzvah to the next, and then you continue doing that until you get it into the shade. Whereas the, the run learns, you have to, you can't tip the bed, you just have to sort of uh, shake the bed, so sort of keep banging the bed to gradually move the mace off. That's called tiltum and atzad. Rav Hanina bar shalemyo, mishmei rav, you should place a, a loaf of bread or a child on the, on the mace or next to the mace, in fact, the Gesha Chaim says, ideally you should put it next to the mace, not on the mace. Because if you put it on the mace, then it's, it's a lack of Kovid mace. Umatatalo, uh, and then you can move it through that. Now, how does that Yisod work? First, to point out, by the way, this head of Kikari Tinuk is only for a mace. The Raman writes this, we pass on this, only works for a mace. Um, so, how does this work? How does it work? You should know the, the Rebbe asks Akasha, he asks, but why do you have to go and get a kick or a tinuk? Why can't you say the bed itself? The bed itself is uh, something which is not luxus. You'll move it together with the bed. You're moving the maze together with the bed. That's just as good as a kick or a tinuk. He asks, Kashin Gideon Ashaz, he asks in, in, in Rosh Vachidosh. And Khari, you could have said, we're talking about where there's, where there's no bed here. Um, but I suppose from, from the fact that Shmuel was talking about where there was a bed, Rav was also talking about where there, where there is a bed. Okay. So the Rishash answers that the the uh, the mitzah is bottled to the mace. How do I know it's bottled to the mace? Uh, because we learn later on, if a person carries a mace, what from one Rishash to another, he's potter for the bed. Why? Because it's bottled to the mace. The problem is it's not quite so simple, and that's the following. Because the Mordechai says that this whole sugya is talking about Dafka with a mace who is not wearing any clothes. But if the mace was wearing clothes, then you don't need to go and get a kick or a tinnit, because the clothes themselves will be the um, 
will be act as the Kikar Etinu, because the clothes are not Moksa. So the Beis Yosef asks on this that, what do you mean? But the clothes are surely bottled to the mace. Yeah? Aren't they bottled to the mace? So, and we know that because if a person carries a chai, a living person, a person carries a living person, then he's not high for the clothes either because they're bottled to the, to the, to the person. The Morgan Avram asks another, he brings from the Shlod, the Shlod asks another kasha, and that is from the Gemara we had earlier with Dovet HaMelech. Dovet HaMelech, the same thing. He was multiple Chama, and they, they told Shlom HaMelech, put a kick or a, a tinnik on him. Was Dovet HaMelech not wearing any clothes when he died? So to that, says the Morgan Avram, he says he's heard the Teretz, that the big day HaMelech are Takamuksa, as opposed to other people, because we know that the Begodim of HaMelech, their royal property, even the, the king's son can't use them, they have to be buried together, they have to be burnt. So therefore, they're Takamuksa. And as for the, for the question of the Beis Yosef, that surely the Begodim of a mace are, are bottled to the mace. So he says, the Mogadim Rom says, maybe they're not. Because since you're going to take them off, they're owned in Lafji, you're going to take them off him to put the Takrichin on. So therefore, they're not bottled to the mace. This is what the Mogadim Rom writes. Comes along the Bi'alocha, and he says, he asks, and then Rab has already asked the question, but as we said, We've learned, if you carry somebody, somebody living, you're not chayav on the begodim, because they're tofel to the chayin. A chayin is out, so you're not, so you see that the begodim are tofel. So, he says, no, the Elirab already says, the Maharal answers, that you can make a between a, a living person and a dead person, because with a, de- with a dead person, as we said, it's only le'afshin, le- you're going to take them off him to put the tachrichin on. Now, shake in the chayin, yeah, eventually he'll change his clothes, but they're not actually omid right now to be taken off him. No, the Be'alochah doesn't really like it, and you know why? His main kasha is at the end of it is back to the bed. Because he asks, what are you going to say with the bed? Surely the bed, yeah, you're definitely going to be taking the mace off the bed. And even so, yeah, even so, we've said the bed is not good enough. You've got to put, put a kikar otinik on there. Why? Because like the Rishash said, because the bed right now is being used for the mace, therefore it's bottled to the mace. So Kol Shekin, the clothes, which right now, are not right not right now are you going to be taking it off there, most definitely it's going to be bottled to the to the mace. And just in case you're thinking, ah, yeah, but even when you take the mace off the mitter, the mitter is going to be mukta, not necessarily. Because if the mace was died on Shabbos, if he died on Shabbos, then most definitely it's not a bosses. And once you get the mace off the bed, you can move the bed around. And even if the mace died before Shabbos, do we say make a diskatsoi? Does it become a boss of the Lord of Shabbos? The Rosh says yes. The Baal Amor says not. Um, and in Tosef Shabbos, it says that if your das was to leave the mace on the bed for the Lord of Shabbos, then Taka Luchaladez becomes a boss for the Lord of Shabbos. But Bikitsa, it's not so posh that the bed will be Moksa for the Lord of Shabbos anyway, e.g. if the mace died on Shabbos. So we wanted to answer the question, and we, we can answer these these uh, this this whole question, the Rebbe Kivega, the Be'adoch, etc., we can answer it with the following. The Ritva writes, what's the Yisod of the Kikar Etinok? He says, She'oise ha-meis tofel le Kikar Etinok. We say, what's Peshat becomes tofel? So we suggested, even though the, the, the Hezbollah is not absolutely mukach for this answer, we suggested that it could be, it could be, that the, the as we've said, the Ramam we take on, this only works for a mace. This whole head only works for a mace. Now, if you look at the Ramam, it's clear because it's a special dispensation for a mace. But it could be there's a bit of a, a, a svar in that. There's, there's some mecha- a mechanism why it works stuff with a mace. And that is because tofel means 
that, let's say we, we said with, uh, let's say, tuna on a cracker. So it becomes toffel. Why? Because beforehand it was tuna, it was chosho in its own right. Now you've downgraded it just to a spread. So too here, when you've got begodim and you've got a mace. So the mace, well, let's say a kicker, let's say a kicker. So the mace was living. Now it's dead. It's been downgraded. It's lost its previous chashivas. Masha'enki in the kikar has got the same chashivas as it always had. Therefore, in that sense, the mace automatically becomes tofel. It needs a little bit more hezbo, but that could be the hezbo in it. So, if that's the case, um, we can understand why we don't say this heta of kikar etinuk when it comes to, let's say, you want to move a stone. Even though the stone is no more choshev than a mace. But the stone never lost its original chashivas. Whatever chashivas it had, it remained with it. So it doesn't become tofel to the kikoritinuk. Mashink in the mace has lost its chashivas, it's gone from chai to mace, therefore it becomes tofel. So if that's the case, whether we need that hezbo or not is irrelevant. The point is, the mitzvah is tofel to the mace, 100%. Why? Because... Soft calls off, right now, how are you going to move the mace? You're going to move the mace by using the bed. So, of course, that's posh, it becomes bottle. Masha Enki the Begodim. The Begodim were made for somebody who's living. So, during the lifetime of a person, 100%, of course, they're toffled to the person. Hence, if you carry a living person, you're not hired for carrying the, the, the Begodim. But when he dies, on the contrary, the clothes retain their chashivas. But the person does not retain his chashivas because he's because he's been nifter, so therefore he becomes toffled to the clothes because now the clothes are going to be taken so that somebody else who's living can use them potentially, and because uh, you're going to put tachlichen on him, and that's why the person becomes, if anything, becomes according to the Mordechai at least, the the clothes become bottle to the sorry the 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 mace becomes bottle to the clothes, and therefore if the person unless he's a king, unless he's a king. If he's wearing clothes, you don't have to get a kikar etinik. The Chazanish writes something very similar. We we talked about it. The Chazanish talks about whether it's on top of the mace or underneath the mace. He says the mitzvah is underneath the mace, and the kikar etinik is on top of the mace. The problem is it doesn't really answer the clothes because the clothes are also partially under the mace. That was one, one, one of the problems. And also what happens if the kikar is not actually on top of the mace, it's next to the mace. Right? So, But the Chazanish writes along these lines as well. So... Um, According to this, it comes out, according to this, you said, we've said, it's not a question of whether it's being mishamish the mace. It's rather whether it's being mishamish the mace because he's a mace. In other words, the bed is being mishamish the mace because he's a mace, because I need something to carry the mace with. Masha'enki in the clothes, they may be, they're be, maybe, uh, at, the, at the time being, it could be they are being mishamish the mace for the time being. But it's not because he's a mace. On the contrary, if he's a mace, he needs tachrichen right now, not these begotten. Um, the Ritva says, based on the way this whole thing about Tophel, he says, therefore, it's loved after a kikor who has in anything which is not mukta. However, the Tosus Rit comes along and he says, no, dafka a kikor or anything like that, where a person could not make a mistake and misinterpret it, i.e. This means to say <clears throat> that anything that people could misconstrue and could think that it's mitashmish mace, and therefore it's going to be buried with the mace, you can't use that. It's got to be something which is clear that it's not going to be, it's not mitashmish mace. 
This is what the Tosfos read, right? It's, and so he writes in Piske he read. So according to this, we've also we can answer the Kasha of Rebbe Kiveiga. Dining with the bed, the bed is something which you could definitely end up bearing with the mace, uh, be used as a coffin or as a stretcher. Mashiach in the begodim, the begodim, the mace is not buried with them, um, and therefore, because he's going to be buried with Tachrichen, um, and therefore, the Mordechai makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, this is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, this halacha of the Mordechai with the begodim, it is brought down as a Yesh Omrim, because the Beis Yosef disagrees. However, in the Sif before that, I think it's Sif Gimel, um, the Ramban is brought over there, um, also as a Yesh Omrim, uh, out of, uh, interestingly enough, um, and he says that if you take off the begodim, you take a beggar off the mace and you put it on top of the mace, that definitely works. And the Be'alocha says that, although it's brought as a Yesh Omrim, that's simply because we don't find anyone else who says like that, but on the other hand, we also don't find anyone who disagrees with it, and therefore we must we must definitely do paskin like that uh, like that Ramban. Now back to the Gemara. The Gemara says, So where there is a, a loaf of bread or a child available, everyone agrees to Shari that it's permitted to move the mace through that. No, no one's going to argue with that. When do they argue? To Leslie, when you don't have a Kikaritinuk. So Masova, Ravol, Tiltum, and Atashame Tiltal. You can't move the mace from one bed to the next. That's because that's considered Tiltal. Well, Masova, Leshame Tiltal, where Shemuel says it's not considered Tiltal and it's perfectly fine. So we ask a question. You can't save the mace from a fire. That we can save the mace from a fire. Hechi Domi, what's the case? Idekar Kikaretenok, if we're talking about there's a Kikaretenok, so my time into Tanakama, what's the reason of the Tanakama that he forbids it? Idelek, if there isn't a Kikaretenok, so my time into Rabidam and Lokish, what's the reason of Rabidam and Lokish that he says it's permitted? In other words, if you don't even have a bed, right? And a lava tilt man outside, Pelegi, must be where we don't have a Kikaretenok, we do have two beds. So therefore, we can use Tiltaman Atzad. That's the question, can you use this or not? So Ma'asava Tiltaman Atzad Shemei Tiltal. That, the Tanakama says, no, that is Tiltal and therefore it doesn't work. Well, Ma'asava Lo Shemei Tiltal, where Shabidu Menlokish says, no, Lo Shemei Tiltal. So the Gemara says, Lo, not necessarily. It could be that everyone agrees that Tiltaman Atzad is called Tiltal. And says Tosus, the fact that the Gemara chooses to um, sort of make them all agree by saying Tiltum and Atzad Shemei Tiltal, that means that we Paskin Tiltum and Atzad Shemei Tiltal. Because otherwise the Gomorrah could have said, you know what, Tiltum and Atzad, Lo Shemei Tiltal. And therefore it's perfectly fine, just we don't have a second better. And therefore they're arguing about um, whether you can move the mace with just the single bed, right? In other words, without using a second bed. Why didn't the Gomorrah say that? It must be because of Tiltum and Atzad Shemei Tiltal. Okay? Um, we'll come back to that point in Tosfos in a second. But let's just continue on first. Behind the time of Rabbi Yudam Lokish. So we say, if everyone agrees Shemei Tiltal, what's the reason of Rabbi Yudam Lokish? Why is Matir? The answer is, it's Dafka with a fire. To Metirsha Adam Boed Al Mace, because a person gets a little famished, he gets a little uh, nervous and excited about a mace, he doesn't want it to be burnt, Chasm in the fire. Ilo Shorit Le, if you weren't Matir him to move the mace, Osi Le Chabri, he'll come to put it out. Um, Rabbi Yudam and Shilo, top of Mem Dalad and now, Rabbi Yudam and Shilo said, Omer Rabbi Yasim, Rabbi Yechon, and Halokh, Rabbi Yudam and Lokish, Halokh, Takalai, Rabbi Yudam and Lokish, the mace with a mace. Now the question is, what does that mean, the mace? Does that mean to say that Halokh is like Rabbi Yudam and Lokish, and you even, you can literally pick the mace up and move him from one place to another? Or does it mean, does it mean Dafka with Tiltum and Atzad? 
Now, from Tosfos, the fact that Tosfos said, oh, why didn't the Gemara say, Tiltman Atzad, Loishimei Tiltal? And they're arguing here about whether, when you don't have a second bet, whether you can just pick him up and move him. Why didn't we say that? Says that says Tosfos must be because we hold um, um, the fact that it could have said that, and it didn't say that must be because we passed on Tiltman Atzad, Shimei Tiltal. What do you mean? I could say to Tosfos, you know why I didn't say that? Because that's not really an option. Because to move the maze direct without Tiltman Atzad, I'm about to know no one would allow that. You see from Tosfus, as we said, it's not Muchach from Tosfus, but we wanted to suggest that you see from Tosfus that according to Rabbi and Lokish, you can. This reason on Metech Shalom Bo'el Mesa would allow you to pick up the Mesa direct even without Tiltman Atzad. And that's exactly the way um, the, the Ran and the Rosh say that Rashi, apparently, it's not absolutely clear where, where we get this from, but Rashi apparently holds like that. You can pick up the Mesa direct. Um, and it, it seems... That is Taka, the opinion of the, the Ram and the Rosh, and Azayi's Mavu and the Ramam as well. The Ramam holds you can pick him up direct. However, from the Rif, it's Mashma Davka Tiltman Atzad, but not to move the mace direct. Um, the Ran and the Rosh, they bring down, that's also, also the shit of the Rabbeinu Yoyna. Um, and the, the Ran says that where they get this from is because it says Tiltman Atzad is, we pass on our rhythm and Lokish, but mace, Davka with a mace. Um, why did it have to say? If you're talking about moving it direct, what's the hoverman? And you'd be able to move anything else direct. And I might be talking about Tiltaman Atzad. Ah, you would have said Tiltaman Atzad, maybe, um, you know, with other things as well. Kamash Mulan? No, only with a, only with a, with a mace. But um, the Rabbeinu Yonah is, he's, he's docha that raya. Uh, sorry, not the Rabbeinu Yonah, the Ran, he's, he's, he's docha the raya. La Halocha, we do pass in like the Rambam and uh, right, the, the Rosh, etc., that you can move him direct. However, Lechatzchilo, if you've got a Kikori Tinok, you should use that. That's what the Ramam writes. If you don't have a Kikori Tinok, but you've got another bed, then you should use Tiltaman Atzad. That's what the Rosh points out. And that's exactly the way it's brought down. Um, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. We did speak a little about moving him to another Ashus, um, because if you look at the Shulchan Aruch, it's Mashmah that's Taka also. In the case of a fire, you can't move him to another Ashus. Um the Morgan Avram wants to say, because there's no major design to the mace, it's unlike if it's decomposing, if it's burnt in a fire, he wants to say there's no design to the mace, but most Acharonim uh, say it's muta. You can move him to another Ashus. Um, and in fact, uh, Taz writes that, and others as well, the Mishnah Burra even brings, that some say that's, that's what the Shulchan Aruch really means. And the reason why the Shulchan Aruch talks about the Oser Ashus is it's saying because within that Ashus, then it's postured that if you've got a Kikari Tinuk, you should use the Kikari Tinuk, really. Uh, but once you're moving him into another Ashus, then it's totally on, on, on uh, Machalikas, which comes in safe base, which we haven't really covered yet. Um, even without this, nonetheless, the Bi'arocha says that um, that it seems that the Machabela Halacha anyway was from what, what he wrote in Sif Aleph, because in Sif Aleph he's only talking in the shit of the Rambam, but in Sif base when he goes in the shit of Rashi, he definitely is Matir, and that's definitely going to be the Ikala Halacha, especially if you're talking about Akamidus, which is an Isid Rabbanon. Um, when it comes to a mace who is lying in the sun, so there it is Dafka through a Kikori Tinok, not through Tiltaman Atzad, as we've said now, because we pass in Tiltaman Atzad Shemei Tiltal. Um... When it comes to um, when it comes to moving here, um, sorry, when it comes to whether he's already be masriach or the maces the chashash is going to be masriach, lemaisa moving him within that rishus doesn't make a difference. Um, lemaisa, you can move him even if he hasn't yet been masriach. It's the chashash is going to be masriach. As to moving him from one rishus to another, there it's going to be nogeah. 
Bezat Hashem will speak about that when, when, when we get to that, uh, to that sugya. Um, one last point on this before we wrap it up, um, and that is Rav Shlomo Kluga, we pointed out a tremendous chidosh. He says, if the mace was a Rosh Hashem and he's lying in the, in the sun, then you're not allowed to move him. Um, even by using a kick or a tinok, because why are you doing it to, to withhold the Zion? He's a Rasha. But if it's to save him from a delay or from a fire, then you are allowed to move him even direct, because it's a chashash, otherwise the relatives may put out the fire. Um, nonetheless, Lemaisa, the post can you say it's a chidosh la'alocha, we don't pass him like that. Even with the Rosh Hashanah, we would allow you to move him through a kick or a tinok. Um, last point on this subject, or Tiltam and is there's a toast for us, and there's, there's uh, m- many Rosh Hashanah who speak about this, it comes in the riff, etc., that Tiltam and although we pass from Tiltam and Atzad, Tiltal, that is only when the Tiltam and is, the, 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 the reason why you're moving it is for the Muksa object. But if the reason why you're moving it is for the non-Muksa object, okay, you're using Tiltam and Lamaisa is for the non-Muksa object, there's many, many riots to this, then it would be Muta, for example, if you're pulling something out of the ground and it's going to move the earth, it's still to manatzad. But you're not doing it to move the ground; you're doing it to take the object out. That would be that would be mutter. And so there's many many rise to it. Um, again, Bezos Hashem will probably speak more at more, sort of more more about this in in future sugyos Bezos Hashem about still to manatzad. Um, there is one uh, other point, and that is because there's one case um, where we talk about a a, uh, a bed which has got um, straw on it. Now, the straw is muksa, because minastam, it's there, lahasoka. And a person wants to lie on there. So the Gemara says, okay, no problem, you can lie down and move it around with your body when you're lying down on there. So the Rosh and the Ram, they both ask, but that's tiltam and And surely you're doing that for the sake of the straw. The straw is muksa, so you're doing tiltam and dov, which is also. So the Ram says, no, it's not, you're really doing it for the bed. Whereas the Rosh says, no, you're not, you're doing it for the straw. So what's the heter? Says the Rosh, because you're not doing it with your hands. In other words, according to the Rosh, and it's brought down the halacha, if you're doing tiltum and atzad, not with your hands, not direct, with like, your back or another part of the body, kilachayad, then the two things together will allow it, even at tzorech dovar ha'osur. Finally, just to finish up to the Mishnah, Tanur Rabban has been anus in Ayyemen and Afisha in Amuchan. We said you can't have an from the oil because it's not, basically it's Muksa. Tanur Rabban has been taught in Abraisa, Mosa Hashem and Shebenev, Shebik Ara Osur. The leftover oil in the Ner or the Ka'ara is forbidden. Rabbi Shimon, Matsya Rabbi Shimon says it's Muta. Once the candle goes out, you can uh, use that oil. Um, whereas the Tanakhama says, no, it's not. Bezat Hashem, more about that in the next Sugya. We'll be spoken about at greater length.